This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. As I said, Kathy's out today. I'll head into the news duty. Today is Wednesday, October 9th. Let's begin. The Chester County School District is providing new information about a string of threats that led to classes being canceled at two schools. In recent weeks, officials have been forced to shut down Coatesville Area Senior High School and cancel events due to violent threats. It's now a team effort between Coatesville Area High School District Police, uh, the Chester County District Attorney's Office, and the FBI uh, to track down the source of these threats. Monday morning, 1,400 students and staff were evacuated from Coatesville Area Senior High School and sent outside to the football stadium. Uh, The area was put on lockdown after receiving a threat of an explosive accelerant that was to go off at the school in around noon. Uh, another anonymous message indicated that there were weapons on the campus of the intermediate high school, uh, prompting that school to be put on lockdown. Uh, school officials say while students were moved to the stadiums, a fight broke out between six students that resulted in a large police presence between more than 30 agencies to help regain control of the situation. Pandemonium. Two students were later arrested. Uh, Interim Superintendent of Coatesville Schools, Richard Dunlap, said no weapons were found on campus, no explosives were found on campus. It was deemed there was no credible threat. Uh, Authorities are actively pursuing leads in an arrest or arrests uh, are expected soon. Uh, In recent weeks, similar threats have canceled a homecoming football game at the senior high school and led to restrictions at other games for parents and students. The district is encouraging parents to check their child's phone and social media accounts and speak with them about the seriousness of making false threats. Classes at senior and intermediate schools are expected to resume as normal this morning. I mean, what? you're going to get caught. You know what I mean? Like, so if this right, is... We hope, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, chances <clears throat> are technology these days, you're not going to get away with it. So if these are like students or, or whoever, you know... Uh, why even? Why even risk it? I, I have you know no idea like why they're doing this, but you know I I feel like somebody's going to get caught. Somebody's going to get pinched doing this. Yep, and that's why they're asking parents to talk to uh, the students and let them know it's real serious stuff. Bonnie Sweet and the mother who faked her kidnapping 13 years ago in Bucks County is facing new charges. In 2009, Sweeten had called police claiming that she and her nine year old daughter had been kidnapped. She had told police she was calling from the trunk of a car after two men abducted her following an accident on Street Road in Upper Southampton. Instead, she was on a plane to Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida with her Wee. daughter. Authorities said uh, Sweeten lied to a former co-worker to get her driver's license and used it as an alias to buy airline tickets and to get through security. The Feasterville woman was arrested at the theme park Grand Floridian Resort the next day. Authorities said Sweeten was trying to escape charges of stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from friends, relatives, clients, and her boss. So the the so-called hoax mom Mm. was sentenced to prison for both the fraud scheme and the kidnapping hoax. Now, Sweeten had said in court in 2012, I ran away knowing that I dug a hole for myself. I couldn't get out of. My actions were cruel and sick. What I did was wrong to clients as well. But then to do it to your family as well, I'm very ashamed of that. Well, Sweeten, now a resident of Delanco, New Jersey, is once again accused of stealing from her employer. Unbelievable. 51-year-old was charged in the U.S. Eastern District Court in Philadelphia on Monday with two counts of wire fraud for stealing from a Doylestown-based 
uh, excavating company that had hired her as a bookkeeper. Oh, no. Authorities say that the president of the company hired Sweeten in September 2017 because he had known her for many years, he was probably trying to help her. You know what, President, this does uh, kind of lay the groundwork for a new ad campaign for Disney World where you get someone on their perp walk and, uh, hey, <laughs> you just walk. committed a felony. Yeah. Where are you going now? Going to Disney yeah. World. <laughs> uh, the name of the company was not released. According to investigators, Sweeten forged checks and made fraudulent purchases with company credit card. Jeez. As the bookkeeper, prosecutors say Sweeten had access to company bank accounts, company checkbooks, the company mail, and other sensitive personal information belonging to the president of the company. If convicted, she faces up to 40 years in prison. Oh, yeah. Wow. Kathy, by the way, who's not here today, left a note for me and said she wanted me to give Bucks County 10 points because this woman never gives up. <laughs> That's true. You got to give her credit for that. Yep. And yeah. She, yep. So when she wants something, she goes for it. Persistence yeah, pays know. off. Well, I'll, I'll consider that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and before we get to sports, I do want to mention a sports-related story. Game one between uh, the Phils and the Padres begins today, and there's already some controversy brewing. Uh, a mural shows the famed San Diego chicken <laughs> with its foot on our beloved Philly fanatic. Uh, artist Paul Jimenez and Sinjay Ditona. Got the idea for it Monday morning and finished it just five hours later. It's the sort of trash-talking artwork that, let's be honest, would play quite well here in Philadelphia. But as soon as the artist posted the finished product to social media, the negative reaction came flooding in from fearful San Diego fans. (laughs) So one person posted, don't anger the baseball gods. Paint this over before the first pitch. Another fan said, knock on wood, this is too early. And one even went so far as to say, if San Diego loses the series, this is why. Oh, my God. (laughs) The artists don't quite see it that way. Uh, Jimenez said, I understand, but it's the equivalent uh, to us if you made a sign that said, let's beat the Phillies. Or if you put this on a little plastic sign or a paper sign. Uh, The artists say that they're diehard Padres fans and did not intend to uh, tempt fate, but it seems a little late. It's actually very well done. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. All right. In sports this morning. In game one of the National League Championship Series, the Phillies beat the Padres. Winning two to nothing. Two, two, nothing last night in San Diego. Bryce Harper hit another postseason home run. And then Kyle Schwarber hit a jaw-dropping 488-foot drive to lead the Phils to the win. And it is a breaking ball. Schwarber was ready. How far does this go? Second deck. Kyle Schwarber tees off. Two, nothing, Phillies. He wrecked it last night. Zach Wheeler combined with Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado on a one-hitter. Aaron Nola is going to get the start in Game 2 for the Phils and is going to face his brother, Padres catcher Austin Nola. First pitch scheduled for just after 4.30 this afternoon. Let's go, Phils. Uh, in the American League, the Yankees beat the Cleveland Guardians, winning 5-1 to one last night in the Bronx. The Yanks are going to travel to Houston. They'll take on the Astros in the American League Championship Series. Game one is tonight. And in their season opener, the Sixers, unfortunately, lost to the oh, Celtics. Man. Yep, in Boston. Uh, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown each scored 35 points, and the Celtics beat the Sixers 
106-117. Malcolm uh, Brogdon added 16 points as the defending Eastern Conference champions began their season by honoring the legacy of Bill Russell. The Sixers have their home opener tomorrow night against the Milwaukee Bucks. Tip-off will be at 7.30. And then finally... The Flyers remain perfect early yeah. in the season. What? They came back from a 2 to nothing deficit. They beat the Lightning, winning 3-2 to two last night in Tampa Bay. Uh, Carter Hart stopped 37 shots. Noah Cates scored as the Flyers had their third straight comeback win to open the season. Hart made a pad save on a breakaway by Braden Point in the first period, and the Flyers are 3-0. Road trip continues tonight in South Florida as the Flyers will take on the Panthers and the puck will drop at 7.30. So each one of those games was a comeback. Uh, yeah. They have been scored on. Yeah, all three of us this season. And I love their new locker room celebration after they win. It's totally in the uh, celebrating the Phillies. They got a baseball bat and uh, Carter Hart got it last night. So you get to do a pose as if you're at yeah. bat, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, bat. Yeah. Nice. yeah that's cool. cool yeah. All right, and that's what I got in sports for you this yeah. morning. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week, literally. <laughs> Kathy is out the rest of the week, so I'll handle these duties. We have a lot going on today for a Wednesday morning. First of all, Wednesdays, one of the, a couple of things we do live on Fox Good Day. We'll go on today uh, TV, see what's shaking with those guys. Uh, we also have a secret text word, and uh, we have a pair of tickets to see uh, comedian Steve Trevino uh, Friday, February 10th at the Keswick Theater, and tickets will go on sale for that show on Friday at 10 a.m., so if you are interested, that is up and running. You can text the word cool. secret to 39333 right now, and we will have your opportunity to win those tickets. We'll uh, ask for you to call in with the word later on in the show. We'll also grab a random texter. Now, we have a lot of guests on the program, too. Uh, joining us this morning will be Q, Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers. We announced yesterday uh, that their tour is coming to Philly at the uh, FM Pavilion uh, and this will be in February, February 3rd. Tickets go on sale Friday, so we'll talk to Hugh. Always great conversation. Yes. Uh, so we'll chat with him in the 8 o'clock hour. Then in the 9 o'clock hour, Phil Rosenthal of Somebody Phil Feed. Uh, <laughs> Phil Feed. Somebody Feed Phil. Um, uh, he's got a book out. Yes. Uh, so we're going to chat with him. And I think, is it Nick, is, is it the current or, or upcoming episode that's going to be in Philadelphia? It's the first episode of the new season on of Netflix. the new season. Yeah, okay. and uh, I haven't seen it yet, but it, it's shot in Philly. And uh, so we'll have something to talk about. And Casey, he's married to a Delco lady. Oh, oh yeah. Delco. <laughs> All right. So we'll talk to Phil Rosenthal in the 9 o'clock hour. And then shortly after that, we are talking to Tim Felton. Draco Malfoy from the Harry Potter series. Tom. Tom filled that yeah. shit, Tim. Dude, I got a lot of things to talk about. Hey, you, 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 more on your plate today because Kathy's Tom out. Tom Felton. Now, this is very cool for you. You just I immersed just deeply. finished reading the entire series. I finished the last book, and I am currently watching uh, the last film because I've each time I would end a book, I'd go back and watch the movie. So this has been a, a couple of years project for me, he's, and he, I'm coming to the end of it. He's such a cool guy, and he's such a... It, for, the character that he played and is so well known for is completely antithetical to who he is. Uh, so we'll spend some time with him, and he's actually going to be in Philadelphia, um, and it's tonight? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Okay, he's at the Free Library. It's sold out, but he's going to be in town. And he has a book called Beyond the One, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. So we will talk to him in the 9 o'clock hour as well. On top of all of that... What? There's more? We have uh, You Who Loot. Yes. And your opportunity to win $1,000 uh, twice just in our show this morning. And it goes throughout the day. And we have the Bud Light, uh, Bud Light Thursday night kickoff, um, which is tomorrow night, obviously. But they're strop- stopping by to drop some stuff off. And I'm referring to Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub in Pottstown. 
So we will have your chance to win gift cards for those guys. Excellent. is going to be there tomorrow night. So make sure that you stop by and hang out with her. That'll be 7 to 9 p.m. There's always freebies and uh, a good time with that. So a lot to get to today. I'll stop talking now. Yeah. And, I need you to yes. stop talking. Yeah. And we'll come back in a moment and we'll get I in. I need you to stop talking. And we'll get into the entertainment report. I have a stupid question ready to go. Lots of stuff to get to. So, Hank, we're going to have a good time today, yeah. man. We hope yeah. you're going to hang with us. We'll be back in a moment. Stay put. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not fancy. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Smashing Pumpkins on Friday. Jane's Addiction is going to be at that show as well at the Wells Fargo Center. So the question I have for you this morning is, which president had a pool installed at the White House? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right, which president had a pool installed at the White House, 215-263-WMMR. we got a bunch of really cool celebrity birthdays today, Wednesday, October 19th. Uh, we'll start with a big one. John Favreau has his birthday today. There'd be no Marvel the way we know it without John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, if Iron Man hadn't done what it did, yeah, you wouldn't have the whole franchise, and he's the guy that was responsible for that. Not only that, he exerted his influence into the Star Wars realm with the Mandalorian and all that. I mean, he's he's got a great sensibility about how to turn these projects into entertaining projects and profitable projects. Mm-hmm. And he also directed Elf. He did. Which has yes. become a holiday classic. Yeah. Now. And I, but by the way, I love his character Happy in throughout the MCU. He's just great. You know, he's great in the uh, the food truck movie. Um, yeah. Chef. So good. Yeah. It's so a good. Really good yeah. film. I and love... he's gutter, man. He's gutter. Oh, in MCU. MCU. Okay. Yeah. No, but in uh, Iron Man 3, his decision, because when they go back uh, a few years, you know, in the past, it was like right around Pulp Fiction time. And so his character, like, Look like jewels from oh, Pulp Fiction. Yes, yeah. the hair. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's so a great, great point. So funny. Uh, he's fifty-six today. Uh, the great Evander Holyfield has his birthday, and it's a milestone one for him as he turns sixty years old. Uh, Michael Gambone. We're going to have Tom Felton on later this morning. Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. Michael Gambone took over the helm of Dumbledore in Harry Potter and. Uh, played it for most of the films. I'll do respect to Richard Harris. I think Michael was a better uh, Dumbledore. I, and I loved Harris as yeah. Dumbledore, but yeah, it, Michael Gambon owned that character. And Richard Harris was great in the first two movies because they were more kids' movies, but when they got darker, I think Michael did a better job with that character. Yep, he's 82 today. Uh, Chris Kattan, <laughs> formerly of Saturday Night Live. Troubled Chris Kattan. Yeah. We did learn that a lot of what we perceived as just crazy, the world perceived as crazy behavior, has a lot to do with severe back problems he's had mm. ever since a stunt went wrong on SNL. Yeah, and uh, he ended up uh, getting stuck on uh, medication yes. and all kinds of stuff, yeah. And we know he was in the studio here on something uh, one or two times. Yep, he's 52. Uh, Ty Pennington has his birthday today. Oh, yeah. oh, we got him, yeah. Black guy, yeah. Yeah. Whatever that thing is. Oh, yeah. That's him. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I play it every goddamn morning. Uh, you do? Yeah. In, in sports, right? In sports, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He's 58 today. That's a, that's a Samoan chant, correct? Uh, something. I, yeah. I've forgotten what uh, what culture that was that he was celebrating, but yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> um, uh, a gentleman we had on not that long ago who's a great guest, John Lithgow, has his birthday today. Yeah. Uh, and everything from Footloose to... Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons. Churchill and the Crown. World According to Garp. Uh, He's been in the the voice of Lord Farquaad. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And and he does straight up intense drama to slapstick hilarious comedy. All of it. So he played some over-the-top villains in uh, 80s movies, Cliffhanger. Buckaroo Banzai. Buckaroo Banzai. And he was also in that one with Denzel Washington where he was... Oh, yeah. Another scumbag. So he can play this really ominous guy. Yeah. And this over the top, or, or the lovable Dan and Footloose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, oh god, what was the Denzel Washington one? Yeah, uh, it's like was, was Ice T in and, it? No, yes, he was. And Kevin Pollak yeah. was in it as well. Ice T. That's right. The heck was that? Because at the end you know they were at that. Yeah the, yeah, the the metal sculpture in L.A. The ricochet. Were, yeah, ricochet. ricochet. Yeah, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, because Ice T goes, "You want the power? <laughs> Come to the tower. <laughs> Wait, you want you want to see who's got the power? <laughs> Meet us at the tower, or something like that." Yeah. He, was, he was busting some rhymes in his. And is tempting him to come out there. But. He's recently in a show called uh, The Old Man with Jeff Bridges. I've heard good things about it. Here's the deal. I loved it. And then it just, the way it ended, I was like, I'm like, is this, there's another episode, right? There's got to be more. There's got to be but uh, it was good all the way up until that point. I hope. Well, hopefully yeah. there will be more. He is uh, 77 today. Uh, Peter Max, the pop artist. We had him in the studio. He's yep. a legend. Yep. Uh, very colorful, vibrant stuff. It was a Grateful Dead that he did uh, artwork with. Or... And, the, and the Beatles. The Beatles. The Yellow Submarine. Oh, Yellow Submarine, yes, yeah. correct. So he is 85 today. Uh, Trey Parker has his birthday oh. today. Oh, South Marissa. Park. My best yep. friend. Yeah. Marissa went out <laughs> yeah. hung out with him in uh, Colorado. Yep. Yes, from very far away. Right, you <laughs> didn't I tried. spend time with him. <laughs> I you, tried. you literally were hanging with him, though. That show was so damn good. I had no idea what great musicians. Th- I mean, I knew that they were good musicians. I yeah. just had no idea. This was the South Park celebration, and it turned into something. What you were told initially was only a fraction yeah. of what it turned out to be. Who's yeah. the real songwriter in that duo? I think it's Matt Stone. Okay. Uh, I think he does a lot of... He's He's very... Musically inclined. The Book of Mormon is so good. I mean, listen, it's a funny, funny uh, show, but the music in it is really good. And because yeah. my daughter's like all into uh, Broadway stuff now, like it, it ends up in like you know we'd listen to songs from Book of Mormon on Case. in her car all the time. I got to see that again because the first time I saw, I've only seen it once, but I was laughing so hard. But yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The songs are catchy and they're great songs. But they just make you laugh so much that I missed a lot of stuff because I was laughing. Do yeah. yourself a favor and um, watch Team America again. Yes. I just oh, my God. Yeah. I just did recently. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. It, it, it gets funnier and funnier. Uh, so he's 53 today. Uh, Patrick Simmons, uh, singer and guitarist of the Doobie Brothers. That's great. Uh, he's the guy that sang um, uh, uh, Blackwater. Oh, uh, he's Blackwater. Uh, yeah, if you could pull that up. Oh, I got that. Uh, yeah, because Tom Donaldson sings a lead on uh, China Grove. But... <laughs> we loved this song in high school. <laughs> we would a great have song. These, we would do these, like, it just driving in the cars. If somebody just started, I love, he is some funky Dixieland. The whole car would be singing. You can't not join in. Pretty mama, 
Our acapella um, group sang this too. The guys. Like, oh, really? that was the thing senior year. So, uh, Patrick Simmons, great, uh, not only singer, great uh, guitarist as well. Finger picking is kind of his style. He is 74 years old today. Uh, we also have somebody who's been in our studio before, uh, director Jason Reitman. Yes. Uh, director Juno, thank you for smoking. Up in the Air, great film. Uh, he is uh, 45 today. And another person we had in the studio. Uh, oh, could have been my wife, maybe. <laughs> uh, I just love her so much. Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, she's great. British actress. Uh, yes, in the Mission Impossible series. And played a fantastic Lady Jessica in Dune. Uh, but there was just something about her that I would just fell in love with. Super talented. Um, she's really in, cool. I believe she's in the new one, too. I mean, she's yeah. part of that, that Mission Impossible cluster. Yeah. yeah. So she is... Uh, oh, look at her looking lovingly at you, Preston. Yeah, oh, she knew I had a crush on her. Yeah. And they just pulled up a photo of her looking longingly up at me as we posed for photos. We need to get her back. We want you back in Philly. We want you back in Philly. Happy birthday, Rebecca Ferguson. She is 39. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to a stupid question. Who originally had a pool installed in the White House? What president? 215-263-WMMR. And we are going to Matthew. Hey, Matthew, good morning. You're better than that. You You're are better than that. that. All right. Matthew? You're better than that. Uh, do me a favor. What president had a pool installed in the White House? That'd be FDR. Yeah, you got it. Franklin Delano Roosevelt had the pool, and I don't know if it was because of water therapeutic uh, uses. I think that was the reason. That's what I figured. So, uh, hang on a second, Uh, Matthew. We are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Smashing Pumpkins. The Spirits on Fire Tour with Jane's Addiction and Poppy, which is Friday night at the Wells Fargo Center. And tickets are on sale now uh, via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. President, it was Woodrow Wilson that had the slip and slide installed. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was fun. He Thank loved you. it. Yeah, oh, he a lot loved of it. people he don't know. Guy. He was a very fun guy. Besides creating a League of Nations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. water slide. I think water slide came first. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Kevin Spacey took to the stand on Monday in his $40 million sexual assault trial brought forth by Rent actor Anthony Rapp. In addition to denying Rapp's allegations... Uh, that Spacey tried to seduce him when he was just 14. Spacey also said his initial apology to Rap was a mistake. When Rap came forward with his allegations in 2017, in a BuzzFeed article, Spacey claimed his publicist suggested he apologized. He said, I was being encouraged to apologize and have learned a lesson, which is never apologize for something you didn't do. Uh, at the time, the House of Cards actor wrote in a statement that he didn't remember the alleged encounter with Rap. He said, but if I did behave then, as he describes, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. Uh, Rap testified last week that the incident with Spacey was the single most traumatic event in his life. So Spacey's already prevailed in one yep. um, lawsuit. He's got a couple more to go. But I am. I don't know. Let's see how this works. I, I'll bet you he, he walks on this one, too. I, I kind of think that. Yep. Yeah. Because it was, it was a long time ago. Right. It's his word against the other. And I just, I, I get the sensation that he's, he's not going to, nothing's going to happen about yeah. this. So we'll wait and see. Uh, Selma Blair is withdrawn from Dancing with the Stars uh, oh. due to health concerns after suffering intense bone trauma following a perfect score on the show. Now, the 50-year-old actor had been uh, taking part in the latest series up until Monday's episode when she decided to exit following medical consideration. What she was doing on that show was amazing. When you stop and think, um, you know, I've seen pictures of her on Instagram a little bit over a year ago where she was virtually immobile and doing all that stuff is amazing. 
which what she accomplished is is terrific and and uh no one can fault her for walking away. She was diagnosed with MS in 2018 and of course that's a lifelong condition it affects brain and spinal cord uh leading to problems with vision, muscle spasms, mobility issues. So it was incredible that she could do this. Uh, she's often seen using a cane to do the issues. Uh, but she announced her decision uh, to leaving the show in a pre-packaged video clip on Monday's episode, which aired before her final dance. She said, I had these MRIs and results came back and it just adds up to I can't go on the comp- with the competition. Uh, with a chronic illness, you do have special considerations and my body is definitely taking a hit. It's way too much for the safety of my bones. There's just intensive bone trauma and inflammation. I could do extensive damage to that, of course, uh, and I do not want that. Uh, the, the training for the show is taxing for people who uh, have yeah. fully able bodies. Fully able bodies, yeah. totally, yes. Uh, but uh, she went on to say that uh, she and professional partner Sasha Farber had therefore decided they would perform their last dance together this week. Uh, she then danced the walls to the song What the World Needs Now. And there wasn't a dry eye left in the studio by the end. She was awarded a perfect score of 40 by the judges afterwards. So she can't carry on, which is too bad. She looks great, she by looks the way. She's sensational. Yeah. Uh, so Scientology was front and center yesterday as the rape trial for uh, that 70s show actor Danny Masterson began with opening statements. Uh, he is, of course, is a Scientologist, and each of his alleged victims were Scientologists at the time of the alleged rapes, which spanned from 2001 to 2003. Um, I, I, and this article was so lengthy about this. Uh, like a book itself. Yeah, so I'm just going to touch on some of this. Yeah. Uh, Reinhold Mueller, the lead prosecutor, made several references in his, op- in his opening statement to church terminology and practices in explaining why two of the accusers delayed reporting to the police. Prosecution called his first witness, who referred to be uh, who's referred to as Jane Doe number one, uh, and Jane Doe one number one began to delve deeply into Scientology beliefs and practices, drawing objections from the defense. They yeah, don't want that, absolutely. Um, but she said the goal of Scientology is to clear the planet. Um, at one point, she said she had been trained to avoid fraternizing with what they called wogs, a church term for non-Scientologists. Now, after about 30 minutes, the judge, uh, Charlene Almedo, called a recess and harshly um, got on the case of Mueller about allowing her to go so deeply into religious matters. Like, the the judge doesn't want to hear all the stuff about Scientology, but the... Um, uh, the prosecution wants to say, look, we have to, we have to clear, we have to explain all this to the jury so they understand why the, these actions were taking place. I I wonder how that's, I wonder how that would break if you were to hear. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to play this one because, um, obviously, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. You bring all that stuff in and it's all about how it's going to affect the jury, what, how they're going to respond to that. Uh, uh, Masterson's uh, defense attorney took the bold legal move of dressing as the abominable snowman. Uh, we're looking at a picture out of what the hell? Oh, he's wearing a white mask with white hair. Okay. okay, that's what that's about. So this is just getting started, and like I said, it was really, really lengthy. And yeah. so when they when they start to digest it down a little bit, I will uh, I'll pass along the the details. Uh, so, Wendy Williams, publicist Sean Zanotti, exclusively told Entertainment Tonight that the former talk show host is home and healing after entering a wellness facility in August. He said Wendy is excited about the road ahead and looking forward to releasing her many projects. And also shared a message. She shared a message for her supporters saying, thank you to my fans uh, for your love, support, and many prayers. I am back and better than ever, she said. 
So we'll see where this when goes. We were in Chicago and we were inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame. Shh, there was footage of her um, accepting her award. Did she get it the year before us? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, and she okay. was. Yeah, yeah, and she was very sharp and good. And, okay. and yeah, so. I hope she's back to that. Yeah. Even though I'm not particularly a fan of, you know, her, what she does, but uh, that's not, yeah, she's not my style. Anybody yeah. to feel, right. you know, be in a bad way. Uh, on Monday, uh, Minnie Kelling shared photos from the Academy Museum, Museum Gala over the weekend, including a selfie with her, the Office co-star BJ Novak. Oh. And romance rumors, of course, have surrounded the pair for some time now. One fan wrote, you knew exactly what you were doing in that last pick. Yes. Another commented, Ryan and Kelly for life, referring to the characters on the show. One Instagram user begged them to make it official. They said, would you just get married already? Well, he's, and he's supposedly, right, the father of... Right. right. Uh, They said, this person wrote, you guys are so stint together. What? And I can feel your love for each other. Stint? Stint? Okay. Why not try to make fetch work first? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's it, a uh, like a heart I procedure. I always thought. No, that's a, that's a stent. Yeah, I know. But stent is like a a moment, I guess. Right. So, but I've never heard it referred to as a. <laughs> you guys are so stent. stent. You're so bypass. Yes. Okay. You're so jaundice. Yeah. <laughs> You're so goiter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, saw, I watched a movie that he wrote and directed called Vengeance. Um, B.J. Novak. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, I enjoyed it. Did you see it? I, I who was in it because I feel like I started watching Novak it. Is the main star and fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep. It's a it quiet. Was, okay, it's a more quiet comedy, but it's All a character right. comedy. I, I found it very funny. Uh, Kelly Ripa is Ripa! not letting a little criticism get her down. The talk show host appeared on the Not Skinny but Not Fat podcast recently. Commented on Kathy Lee Gifford saying that she wouldn't read her new book called Live Wire Long-Winded Short Stories, which is uh, due to apparently what Ripa wrote about Regis. And she had said, commenting on the fact that Kathy, Kathy Lee says she won't read it, uh, she said, it's really hard to sell a book, right? And this is like week three of the book. And I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was not reading any headlines anywhere. And suddenly all these headlines pop up. And there's all this attention on my book. She's right. So she said, I am a person that tends to uh, take a negative and turn it into a positive. And so my ultimate comment is, thank you. Uh, the Live with Kelly and Ryan host added, it's like really hard to get attention on a book that's been out for a couple of weeks. And now it's uh, weeks two, second week on the New York Times bestsellers list. And it's like, thank you, because I think that people that read the book will have a very different take on the book. You were just talking yesterday about the Streisand effect, which I didn't know about, but, you uh, know, yeah. bringing attention to something where you don't want to bring attention to it, and then yeah. all of a sudden it gets more attention than you intended. I have yet to determine wh- exactly what is the um, perceived defamatory information about Regis in the book. In yeah, book. I haven't seen anybody break that down yet. We did get along a lot. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so... Yeah, we, we fought constantly, Press, I gotta tell you that, but... That tight little body walking around the side. Oh, my God. It'll get me so talked up, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Right got before all... showtime, when we went live, I was going live in the bathroom. Oh. You know what I'm saying? You're getting all torqued oh up. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, for Christ's sake. Listen, Reed, at your age. I'm sorry. Then, you yeah. know, you need any, any little bit could help. Help uh, with the blood flow, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so good to rub you. one out before the show. Oh, my God. We got it, Reed. <laughs> what I meant is I was pleasured by, <laughs> oh, by putting my hand on my own. Right. Yeah. yeah. Genitals. You're not being subtle yeah. at all. Pounding. Am I not? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're knocking on the door. door. 
Rage at Showtime. We got to go. I'm pleasuring myself. I'll be out in a okay. second. All right. <laughs> I'll be out in a second. <laughs> I wonder what he's I'm doing in there. Done. I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to the bathroom. I'm actually uh, pleasuring myself. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm uh, increasing the stroke flow so I could get uh, us on. Well, you know, we're live. You have to hit the stage at 9. Okay. How much time do you need for cleanup? <laughs> not much. It's yeah. pretty much just confetti that comes out. Confetti? <laughs> <laughs> you ripped torn? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, on Tuesday's episode of the Archetype Podcast, Mar- uh, Meghan Markle spoke with Paris Hilton about the stereotype of the bimbo, opening up about her time on the game show Deal or No Deal. Uh, the Duchess of Sussex appeared as a briefcase model on the second season of the show. I remember her on that show. That's when the show was at its height of popularity. Uh, an experience that she is grateful for. <clears throat> However, Markle said that while she was on set, she would look back on her college internship at the U.S. Embassy in Argentina, where she was, quote, valued specifically for my brain. On Deal or No Deal, she said I was being valued for something quite the opposite. Uh, there was a very cooker cut, cooker, cookie cutter idea of precisely what we should look like. And it was solely about beauty and not necessarily about brains. She added that she'd never forget how one of the producers on the show who couldn't pronounce her last name would yell, Markel, suck it in. And she said, I was surrounded by smart women on that stage with me, but that wasn't the focus of why we were there. Well, were you surprised when you went yeah, for the job yeah. application? Or, you know, you, you, I think you knew what you were I'm going to need you to talk into. about Argentina. Uh, she said, I would end up living with this pit in my stomach knowing that I was so much more than what was being objectified on the stage. I didn't, and so much more. I didn't feel like, uh, I, I, I didn't like feeling forced to be all looks and little substance. And that's how it felt for me at the time being reduced to the specific archetype. But listen, you did what you did. To You, you were making money. You were yeah. working. You got a job. I mean, I, I don't think she's going, you know, nobody should ever do this. I think she's probably going... And and people have been in a situation where they're like, all right, I'm better than you're better you're than better, that. better than that. That ain't you. <laughs> Coming back from Vietnam, being a sh- suitcase girl, you're uh, better than that. But right. uh, I mean, listen, uh, you're doing a job where you're going, I'm better than this. Yeah, I know I'm better. I'm than I'm not this. better than this. <laughs> well, I, I, this listen. is it. This is it. This is as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> I'm not better. You have a lot. You know, there are so many like classically trained actors. You know, they oh, yeah. get out of a college, you know, like they, they, they went to the Yale School of Drama and then they come over to, L, you know, and yeah. then they're doing a Jack in the Everyone Box has jobs that, yes. that, that you work your way up to. And I have to say, if you remember the show, they would actually engage in conversations with the girls mm. who were who were personality based. No. She went to a lot because she was good on on uh on on the screen, but yeah. she was a lo- obviously a lovely young woman. Yes. But um, she's like, I didn't go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> then you have that suitcase. I need something to go in. Oh my god! Uh, oh my. <laughs> and in, in the end, open it, open it, open she's... it. I don't want to get it on the outside. That's leather. <laughs> she's a princess now, so she wins. Yeah, you know? totally. Look like, at yeah. whatever whatever road it took to get to where she is now. And look at it. She's talking to Paris Hilton yeah. on her podcast now. Yeah. Well, how much more can you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I listen, you know, and I feel I understand. I feel I feel her pain. Like, I'm not just a guy who puts a dildo in his mouth and sings songs. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I'm more than that. You know what? You're, more, you're better than that. We haven't done that in a long time. And we're not going to do it anymore. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I probably haven't done it since I've been a father or a father of children. You're saying it's time get on the interwebs to what, use the butt. <laughs> what about a ball gag? Would you go back to that? Oh, well, that was pretty I'm, fun. I'm more than that, Preston. <laughs> okay. You're better than, yeah, that. better than that. We switch it to glazed donuts now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did we do You're that? Better I think than so. that. Okay. 
Uh, we can do Lorenzo's Pizza at the oh uh, at Camp Out for Hunger. There you go. That was Mouthful funny. of... <laughs> I can do that. I can Put totally a dildos in your mouth. Try to sing a song. <laughs> Kiss your coworker. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Cookies. Love is you love. Know? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's how she feels about that. That's all she has said about, about that. that. All right. Uh, I know... I'm breaking this news to you guys. What? Is it hair news? So oh excited. No, no, it's not hair no, news. No. Oh, man. Breaking news. We are breaking breaking the news. studios of WMMR where Preston Elliott has breaking news. The long-awaited follow-up to the 1996 tornado blockbuster Twister is yeah! in the works. Oh, my God. Wait, but Bill Paxton is dead. Yes, he yep. is. Yes, he is. Oh, no. Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment are developing the sequel, Twisters. And Warner Brothers Entertainment will be co-financing the film. Uh, I, I hated Twister. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed the, at the, the time, the effects were, were revolutionary. Were awesome, but yeah. I'm sitting in the movie theater going, this is a terrible story. Uh-huh. This is terrible acting. This premise is ridiculous. It was so stupid. Yes. And the thing that immediately made it click were the warring factions of meteorologists and Mm -hmm. storm chasers. You had your Mm -hmm. corporate storm chasers. Sellouts. And then you had your organic there for the real deal. Rogues. Yes. Yes. I'll stand up for this movie every day. It was great. man. Oh, it was horrible. The effects were were revolutionary, and I did enjoy that. Add this to my Top Gun column. We did find out that those tornadoes were were real. Yes. Uh, so, Twisters will have viewers chasing the storm again with a screenplay written by uh, the Revenant screenwriter, Mark L. Smith. Wow. So, maybe That's they're going to take a decidedly different tone with Yeah, this maybe film? instead of a cow, it'll be a bear. Mm. Uh, Frank Marshall is also set to produce a film according to Universal, though the film does not have a director. Haven't heard anything about cast, none of that stuff. And I, you said, obviously, Bill Paxton had passed. You yeah. might be able to convince... Um, Hunt, uh, Michael Hudson. Oh, my God, wait. Oh, and also, uh... Philip Seymour. Yeah. Yeah. He was in it as well. Kerry Elways, though. Uh, it, could yeah. be, it could be that he actually landed on the other side safely yeah. at the end and has changed his corporate yeah. ways. Probably. Uh, Nick, Got what, hit in the head or something like that, <laughs> yeah. like two yeah. by four. What's the, uh, what, what is the line that you... Food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Food. Is that a Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. Line? He's very excited because they're going to have steak, steak and eggs. The, o- the only, the one good line I did like that came from Philip Seymour Hoffman when they when they see a tornado and he goes, "It's not a moon, it's a space station." Oh, I don't remember that. Just one. a geeky reference yeah. to Star Wars, which was kind of fun. But nonetheless, they're going to do it. So, yeah. and people will go see it. I'll go see it. Why not? What Depends on how they do it. Yeah. Uh, Deadline reports that Comedy Central is considering having two or three hosts for The Daily Show as they look to replace Trevor Noah. Uh, Noah announced he was leaving the talk show in September. His last episode is scheduled for December 8th. So they're still kicking around uh, what they want to do formatic-wise. I think the way they're doing it, which is kind of unique, Preston, they're going to have three hosts at once all reading the same... (laughs) Oh, at, really? Yeah, in yeah, unison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Boy, they could do it in three-part harmony. So they can do it as, yeah, right. I'm great with that. Pull back, water, keep on. <laughs> uh, so this is pretty cool. Anna Mae Wong, considered to be the first Chinese-American film star in Hollywood, is set to become the first Asian-American to be featured on U.S. currency. Oh, wow. Uh, Wong will appear on a new quarter as part of the U.S. Men's American Women Quarters program. I always loved her. 
which was first announced in January 2022, features women who have made contributions in a variety of fields, including suffrage, civil rights, abolition, government, humanities, science, space, and the arts. And Wong is one of five women chosen, with her coin being the last to be released, uh, which is coming out next Tuesday. Uh, by the way, so... I, I didn't know this. So uh, the heads side of a coin yeah. is, is actually called the observe side. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So the observe side of Wong's quarter will feature a portrait of George Washington, while the reverse, the tails, uh, will depict Wong's head resting on her hand, along with her full name and the bright lights of a marquee sign. Uh, so is this the companion piece to the Regis dollar? Maybe. Uh, over the course of her career, Wong appeared in more than 60 movies, including one of the first films made in Technicolor, achieving international recognition. In 1951, she became the first Asian-American woman to lead a U.S. television show, which was called The Gallery of Madame Lu Song. Uh, she also appeared in stages in New York and London as well, so it's a, an amazing tribute. I mean, that really is cool. kind of like like one of the biggest tributes you can get. To get on currency? Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. It's way yeah. up there. All right, and then uh, finally... Watch this this morning. MGM dropped the trailer for Creed 3, starring Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. I'm in, man. I'm, yeah. I'm a sucker for it. I, th- I think it's Creed better than two. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Creed series is great. It is. Yeah. I will still, and I agree. I, I think you and I are completely aligned on, you know, the quality, the pecking order. Yep. And uh, these movies, I think, have been very consistent. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Uh, so uh, Sly won't. He's he's not in the cast. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. I looked up the cast this morning. He's not in the trailer. So I don't. I, obviously, there will be nods to Rocky, uh, and they do mention actually Apollo Creed in the um, uh, in the trailer. Turns out he's alive. But uh, no. Uh, so Michael I faked B- it all, man. Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors uh, are in the uh, trailer. And in Jordan's directorial debut, Jordan and Majors go head to head as Majors' character Damien tells Jordan's character. Adonis said he's coming for everything. Uh, so, yeah, a nice, good fight movie. Now, I don't even know if it takes place, how much of it happens in Philadelphia. Watching the, uh, they look like the trailer, I didn't looks like see anything. Malibu. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see anything that looked like Philly, but they had to have done some here, I would think. So You need to. All right, ready for the clip. Here we go. The Good Nurse is inspired by the real-life crimes of Charles Cullen, who confessed to murdering up to 40 patients while working at various hospitals in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Uh, In this clip, star Jessica Chastain uh, is talking to the woman. Her character is is talking about the woman uh, that her character is based on. Here we go. And I was so inspired by the sense of taking care of others that she had um, when speaking to her and the story and the idea that she never saw anyone as a monster she was able to see them as a human being first and use compassion to end a cycle of violence could you shut up <laughs> uh the good nurse is available for streaming on netflix today by the way uh that was a, a wild story i remember when that broke yeah is this a film or a series oh it's a film it's two hours it's long. a uh, it's a coin it's a coin yeah. oh i did not know that too. uh next clip the highly anticipated 11th season of American Horror Story is here, and it is set in 1980s New York City. And here star even uh, Evan Peters uh, thinks ahead with his idea for the next season. We should have an American Horror Story season in space. It's It would be cheap because you could do it contained, you know, in the space station or 
ship or whatever it may be, and then there's some kind of crazy creature or people start to go insane, and there's like, you know, you could do a lot of social commentary too. It could be, could be fun. <laughs> uh, the premiere of American Horror Story season 11 airs tonight at 10 on FX. Has he been in on that show in the past, or uh, is this his first I'm gonna say. That? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Um, I, I don't know American Horror Story. They I have they have sort of a yeah. stable of actors that they go to a lot. Okay. Yeah, he's been uh, on a, a yeah. hundred episodes. Oh wow! Okay, so I I, I there was a, a part where they were doing uh, a lot of Coven and Witch stuff that I I kind of tapped out on. But I, I was just talking to Marissa about this. Uh, the 80s slash 1984 stuff. one. Man, it's so good, Preston. You yeah. will you will love it too because. They they get so much of the the feel right down for like to, to uh, the aerobics and the jazzercise Excellent. to the music of the time. It's really well done. I love that period. All right, and there you go. That's the entertainment report. Okay, so let me see here. What's going on? Uh, we have a lot going on. What did, did I mispronounce something? Oh, the obverse. It's not uh, the knobverse. N- okay, so somebody the people who know a thing or two about coins, yeah, are texting in, and I said the observe. It's the ob- obverse. Oh. Observe. <laughs> it's the opposite of reverse. The obverse. The obverse? Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Thank you. I just saw these texts pop up. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I, I don't know what it's I'm talking It's the obverse. About. Shocker. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so for news that really counts, listen to someone else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a lot happening news today. breaks, tune away from us. Uh, we're going to go on Fox Good Day this morning. We have You Who Loot coming up. We have... Q from Impractical Jokers. We have Phil Rosenthal from Somebody Feed Phil. We have Tom Felton, Draco Malfoy. So cool. Of the Harry Potter franchise joining us as well. We have a meet and eat with Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub. So we have a lot to take in today, friends. So let's take a break. Come back in a second and we'll keep this momentum moving forward when we return. A lot on our plate. Make sure you uh, pull up a seat and join us. We'll be right back. Thursday from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub, 990 East High Street in Pottstown. Enter for a chance to win Eagles Pittsburgh tickets or a Derek Barnett autographed football courtesy of Bud Light. Plus enjoy $3 Bud Light pints and bottles, $3 Bud Light next, and $4 Bud Light seltzers. So I, uh, uh game, when you, when you get these uh, West Coast games, yes, uh, you know, some of them start pretty late and we get up stupid early in the morning, so I I know you guys, some of you guys probably stayed up last night. Oh, yeah. and I, I went to bed, so I missed the game. I watched the first couple innings, and then and then I crashed. So I didn't see uh, the results until this morning, which is always a bonus when yeah. you kind of wake up in a fog and forget about it, and then it pops up on the news, and you're like, oh, yeah, yes, yes, sweet, awesome. <laughs> and then I saw the footage of the Kyle Schwarber home run. Unreal. Dear God. Yeah. Uh, it, it just was a rocket. Yeah, longest home run ever hit in the postseason. Longest home run ever hit in that in that ballpark. Fourth hardest hit ball or fifth hardest hit ball of all time since they've been keeping that track. I mean, he just crushed the ball. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, you get to a second deck shot. Yeah, you're yeah. just like, my uh-huh. God, look at that. Oh, well, there's a great shot where they 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 cut to the dugout, the Phils, uh, and, and oh, Harper, Bryce Harper, yeah, Bryce Harper was yeah. wide open, yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. By the way, did anybody notice the guy who missed the ball in the crowd uh, was ca- holding a baby? No, in the second oh. deck. In the second deck. So when You the, throw when, that baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That ball's worth something. The ball, I mean, yeah. Look at the history. But you see, see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. right. The dude's <laughs> holding the baby in his right arm oh, wow. uh-huh. and just missed the ball. And still, he's dipping down and reaching for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
It just got oh out. My God, I love baby. Shorter swing is so fast. And he was dialed in last night. He had a, a line drive hit. Um, and he obviously crushed this one. I think he was two for three at a walk in there as well. So he, like, if we can get Schwarber to come around, uh, I, I think uh, about good things for this series. And then Preston, just to your point earlier, uh, it's a four thirty start time today, so you'll be able to yes. watch the game and not yep. have to, you know, stay up late. I'm looking forward to that. By yeah. the way, let's relive the moment. And it is a breaking ball. Schwarber was ready. How far does this go? Second deck. Kyle Schwarber tees off. Two nothing Phillies. That last at bat that he had when he got that single, it looked quick, short to the ball. It looked like it unlocked something, and he sat on it and crushed it. 119, 120 miles per hour off of the bat. 120 miles yeah. an hour off of the bat. So today awesome. you have Aaron Nola going against his brother, uh, Austin Nola. And so when the parents are going to be in the crowd... I understand, you know, maybe wear a, a Padres hat and a, and a Nola jersey or something like that. Uh, I have a friend who lives in, has lived in San Diego for, gosh, it seems like 15 years now or maybe 20 years. She was at the game last night and she had a Padres hat on and a Philly shirt. And I was like, you traitor. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and, and I, I have a friend who lives down here now, and he's a Mets fan. And I'm like, do you like the food? He's like, no, God, no. I was like, okay, good. You know, I'm <laughs> okay. Well, you, I, you I, can I, live. No, a few years ago, we had uh, Cardinals and the uh, and the Phils in uh, uh, the NLCS. I was going to ask you and about that. And I was that. a little yeah. bit, uh, you know, torn. torn. I, I grew up a Cardinals fan. I, I mean, know. And I was like, mm. but I've grown a relationship uh, with not only watching the team, but with the organization directly. We have friends that work there. Yes. We've, we've, we've become friends with players and so on. So yeah. my connection has grown stronger over the years for the Phils. But for a, a minute, I was like, yeah, I don't know here, you know? I mean, yeah, so, I feel so, like you have extenuating circumstances that makes it a lot harder. I don't, But I don't know if I could ever live in an area. I don't care how long I would live there. I think I'm just so entrenched in the sports world that, like... Well, no and matter... you've got generations, too. Yeah. I mean, so... Yeah. It's so a speaking, family history. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of generations, I saw that a lot when I was out in Phoenix. I mean, um, not many people are from Arizona, right? A lot of people have moved Move there. there. And so we saw a lot of jerseys from around the league and started asking people, why are you wearing that jersey? One guy we stopped, we said, why are you wearing a Giants jersey? You're in Phoenix. And he's like, look, my kid is a Cardinals fan. I moved here like 10 years ago. I'm becoming a Cardinals fan, but the Giants won today. So I had to wear my jersey. So that made sense. Like, he was still in that Preston spot where he's like... I'm I'm doing this for my kid, but my legions is still with the Giants yeah, from years ago. So whatever, man. Yeah. You know, people can share for whoever they want to, but but it's tough. Uh, listen, uh, the more importantly, I would like to thank Wawa uh, for kicking <laughs> yep. Kyle Schwarber in the ass a little bit, <laughs> yeah. uh, because I wasn't aware of this, but apparently they did a uh, Schwarber Fest along with Hoagie Fest. When was that? Like last year or the year before? Oh, I don't know. No. I have the details right here. No, it this was summer. This past oh, it was this summer. summer. Yeah, he went 15 home runs during Hoagie Fest. Okay, yeah. so during Ho- Hoagie Fest, they. Called it Schwarber Fest. Yeah, I like that. And or they they it was Hoagie Fest, and he went hot during Hoagie Fest. And so then they named it Schwarber Fest. And so no, then they reintroduced Hoagie Fest, and okay. they're calling it Schwarber Fest. I'm talking about now. Now, but, but yeah. then they, they after he started getting hot, they turned it into Schwarber Fest. I think I, it was nicknamed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Unofficially official. Yes, okay. but now yeah. it is officially now it's official. So officially Wawa official <laughs> has reintroduced Schwarber Fest, which means. Uh-huh. You get the Hoagie Fest prices yes. uh-huh. at Wawa right Everybody now. wins. Yeah, you everybody get Schwab on. Yeah. And, and uh, I'll have you know that there are no Wawas in San Diego. So, I mean, obviously, uh-huh. this is why he did What's the, the furthest west? 
or um, a Wawa? Probably oh. like Harrisburg, maybe? No, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Now, they're all up and down the coast, though, right? They're, right, yeah. yeah. As far yeah. as west goes, yeah, somewhere in that direction, Steve. Yep. They opened the first one in, like, Georgia. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. But they're also donating to Phil Abundance, $25,000. Oh, Sweet. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's awesome. Excellent. Uh, so, it was exciting. Yeah, very uh, cool. And, and the excitement continues. So, uh, game number two, and I want to say... That this uh, first game win that that's like a record breaker too for the amount of series that they've uh, won either away or in the first game. Yeah, they've won. They won every away game to start this postseason. They yes. won one in St. Louis. They won in Atlanta. Game one in Atlanta. One game. Uh, one in um, San Diego last night. So all of that <laughs> bodes well. And uh, and by the way, just real quick, I mean Zach Wheeler was out of his gourd last night. One hitter, seven innings strong, and we got Nola going to this afternoon. So Dude. I, I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> How nervous were you? <laughs> With Alvarado? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, yeah. when uh, you just, and then also, like, Manny Machado <laughs> comes up to bat, and I had to, like, say something to my daughter. I go, okay, so, like, he was almost a Philly, <laughs> and, like, the same year we signed Bryce Harper, like, we were trying to get Manny Machado, and, uh, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, this is just, this is just, perfect you're gonna have to leave the room no well it was just sort of like this weird like storybook right you know ending for the padres and it it, you know obviously didn't end up in in their favor but i was so nervous we're calling them underdogs now right no i suppose i mean they're the six seed but the padres are the five seed you know comparing like the whole season like no one was expecting them to be well, sure. here. Right yeah, now. yeah, but now, now you can put the un- I, I don't know. Who knows? I think they've proven. <laughs> I think they've proven themselves at this point. Yeah. Just so. trying to go on that that 2017-18 Eagles vibe. Mm. Like they're the underdogs. They're right. going to win. Well, uh, it's all good. And we'll see what uh, today brings. Uh, so excited for that. All right, and I'm excited for this. I have a new survey says. <laughs> Listen, I, it's just as exciting. The as win this. last night in survey says, <laughs> "I happen to love this segment." I, I because got, you get to burn off all this stuff that you really can't use for a full break. It's true. Like crap is better in little turds. So, no. <laughs> no, I, I wholeheartedly disagree I with you. I kind of disagree. No, too. no, I love that feel. <laughs> it's like getting a, a massage. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> bloop, 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 yep, bloop, bloop. Yep. Oh, that feels so good. Well, like, like a slot machine pay yeah. off. Right? Yeah. Turds? What? What? Like, Rabbit turds? No, 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 no. I'm not crazy. No, right. more like uh, like gravel, yeah. you know? All right. Hard balls. I don't know. All right, anyhow, we're done talking about poop. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I have some surveys, a variety of surveys that we can kind of uh, break down and discuss. There's one that concerns uh, exes in your life. All right. Uh, are you still friends with any of your exes? This was a survey that was taken, and I have some results from this. I do visit the grave sites. Uh, 17% say they are friends with all of them. Uh, 37% said I am friends with some but not others. 44% say I am not friends with any of them. And a paltry 2% say that they prefer not to say anything about that. Here's my deal. I'm nowhere near... Geographically, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I'm you're not a social I, media guy. You're not. Right. A, you're not a Facebook dude. That's where a lot of the yeah. remaining friends takes place. I think nowadays, most of my uh, relationships that ended though ended. Um, it wasn't very acrimonious. It was more. A, I I call it the deteriorating orbit. Right. You know, and that's how they all faded away. One of my best friends is an ex, and it was, it was high school and a little bit in college. But uh, I'm I, I'm really grateful that she's still in my life, and it's, no. it's, it's really cool to be able the to. Young? Yeah, and, yeah. and like I'm, I'm friends with her husband, and it's like we we go out all the time. There's you know there's nothing ever awkward about it. How mm-hmm. serious were was your 
I mean, were you guys ever high... really girlfriend, boyfriend? Not really, but I mean, like okay. we quote unquote yeah. hung out in high school for a long period of time, and then yeah. um, and then in college too. So, but like you know, we dated, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, she's a great friend, and I'm grateful for that. I, I I'm like I almost don't consider Facebook friends like friends. Uh, because I'm friends with all of my exes, if you if you can all your exes live in Texas. <laughs> all my exes I'm friends with on Facebook, but like I would only say like one. I, my know, eighth grade, ninth grade girlfriend is somebody that I still consider my friend. I can understand that delineation, yeah. and then I I think there's I think there's something to be said though that you are there are friends that you would consider friends that you perhaps only talk to on the phone that are in other areas. You still consider them friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, in in uh, tandem to this, uh, here's another part of this survey. It says, generally speaking, do you think? That you would be comfortable or uncomfortable with a partner of yours being best friends with their ex. 10% said very comfortable. 13 said somewhat comfortable. 21% said someone somewhat uncomfortable. 38% the most said very uncomfortable. So, and 13% not sure. I have a weird thing. I am a cuck and I have a great relationship ah. with the guy. Okay. okay well, yeah. And, uh, hey, is Ed coming over tonight? Yeah. Uh, I would be uncomfortable with somebody being best friends. If Rochelle was best friends with an ex. I think also... I think it would be a a little bit uncomfortable. And I don't think... I don't think she would do that. I I think... And it's not that there's anything that would happen. You, You know, why even create... A friendship is fine. A best that you sit and talk to on the phone for a long time. Right. And, you know, that that is a best friend. Yeah. I think that would be really a little well, hard to it, um, yeah. accommodate. Why are you not uh, dating anymore if you guys are right. such great you friends so compatible. Yeah. Um, Yo, huh? I think <laughs> I, I would be pretty comfortable, uh, borderline very comfortable. And it's only because I... Like my wife is super trustworthy. Yes, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? No, like, yeah. If, if she was anybody else, I think maybe I wouldn't feel this way. But uh, I think it really comes down to the spouse and not the friend. I always had a, a good portion of my friends, my good friends, growing up in the high school were women. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I uh, we, I got along well. I uh, had my male friends as well, so that that was a right. dynamic that always existed. Um, do you have? You have a best, one of your best friends is uh, 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 a woman, right? Um, I thought mm, one who had, who was, uh, had a cancer battle a while ago. Oh, Sandy. Yeah. Yes. I, we've, uh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's yeah. a really, really good friend of mine. We've just kind of fallen out, out of touch okay. over the past four or five years. Well, you left so. right out. But I could, yeah. <laughs> But I, I could pick right back up with her, no problem. Okay. Yeah, um, I have friends like yeah. that. I have a number of friends like that you pick yeah. right up. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no exes. I mean, they're, they're, I could reach out to one or two and, and be friendly and everything, but nobody that I'm, like, tight with or anything. You're not looking to have, like, a regular Saturday night. Not a regular <laughs> Saturday, I think. My, Maybe, uh, you know. <laughs> My 25th uh, college reunion anniversary is on Saturday. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. that's pretty huge. It is. It is. So, I'll, I, you, you know. You're attending? <sighs> Thing is, I can't. I was like, I was part of the the planning committee, Steve. Right? Oh no, dude, freaking Cowper. He's like, he's like, ah, and he signs me up it's to be, be sick. He signs me up to be on the classic. How many kegs are you gonna have there? Sixteen. Sixteen. Six hundred and sixty-seven. Um, the study hall. I did one Zoom call 
All right. And I'm like, I don't feel, I'm not doing any work. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not getting paid for this. And so I, I did one Zoom call and I'm like, I'm not, you know. Is Calper handling it? He handled a bunch of stuff and I'm going to show up. But I'm Everyone also. Everyone gets stunk in gift cards. I'm going to see Tom Segura in Atlantic City. Segura. Uh, Segura in Atlantic City uh, at the Hard Rock Casino. On Saturday night, so I can't like stay there very long, and I'm kind of bummed because I did want to spend I mean, a, a few hours. It's a pretty momentous one, you know. Yeah, yeah. 25. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's like you know, like a bunch of my classmates are going to be there. And Preston, you went to your? Did you go to your high school reunion? Yeah. Yes, those those were a lot of fun. Uh, and I, college is a lot like high. My college was a lot like high school because it was so small. Right. So you definitely had a. Um, I think a closer relationship with more people mm. because it was just such a small school. Like I had less people in my college than I did in my high school, so I'm, I was really looking forward to it. And and perhaps maybe running into some exes, you know what I'm saying? But uh, running into some exes, okay? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let us know what you do. I will. Okay. For sure. Please. Sick. Um, I have a different uh, survey to go to, but I also see something Casey wrote down on a piece of paper here. <laughs> All right, should, should we take a survey? No, we, no, no, no. Wait a second. No. Oh. Hold it up. Can I see it? I won't, I won't bring it up. <laughs> no. It's something that I have to say to Preston. Okay. Oh, and, it, okay. And, it, oh. and it is private. Okay. It is a private All right. I thought it was a potential topic. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Did you right. make? No, no, no. He didn't not make. Not yet. Not yet. Not all right. Yet. So, all right. Here's another, <laughs> here's another survey. Uh, people were asked about pets influencing their life decisions. Pets influencing life decisions. And so people responded in the life decisions that their pets influence. Uh-huh. What the uh, hell does that mean? 40% said that their pets influence what trips they take. You said... <laughs> Balls. 37% said pets influence where they live. 36% said pets influence how they spend their money. And also 35% said pets influence the people they hang out with. So uh, that's yes to all of those. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes to all of those for me and my wife. All right. Where you and live? Her, and Mike and the cook. What's okay. that? Where you live? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. so you chose that area. Well, that was predicated on two things. There were a couple of things: proximity to the station here. Okay. We wanted a yard because she's always wanted a pool since she was a um, uh, you know kid, but also a yard for uh, the dog. Okay. So we wanted one that was that was comfortable and also close to trails for me to walk Chelsea. Okay. Uh, I would say the. <sighs> Some of the, the the trips you take, you do you, yeah, you have that, to take that into consideration. Press that holds that for a while now. If you have dogs and cats, dogs require a lot more. Oh yeah, um, cats. Um, th- that even went down to um, my wife would go on during Thanksgiving. Would go to her sister's house, and I wouldn't go. Try to find someone to take care of nine at that time, nine ten cats. Uh, and a dog yeah. on Thanksgiving, so that that definitely holds sway over. Also, trips, and after a while, finding someone to come in. I don't want to board all those animals, and so that'll help you or or hinder you and where you're able to go and how yeah. long you're able to go for. I don't think we've taken a big. Well, maybe we have since we've had the dogs. I don't know if we've taken a big you family, haven't. huh? You haven't. Yeah, long, lengthy trip. Um, and so we haven't done the, you know, boarding the dogs, uh, thing. And I, you guys I are do, total I do dog people. We are, we're, yeah. we're, but, but I do it in a heartbeat. I think that, you know, some people are hesitant to do it because they're afraid of the emotional reaction that the dog might have and so on. You Where know, the hell are 
are you? No, uh, Daddy and the family need a break. Yeah, we spent a lot of time, uh-huh. and you you'll be okay when we get back. So you know, I I have no problem leaving. People if, will board their dogs, and, and and I got that. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. I we always uh, with you have sir- too many to do. We have with the cat, too much. It's yeah. too much. So we'll have a, a, a family member will come in and stay at the house, mm. whether they want to or not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So uh, would you now, Casey? Would you guys ever uh, board your your dogs? We have. Would you boarded, waterboard your dog? Uh, I would not do yeah. that. No, we haven't boarded Reggie. We have, uh, but before we had Reg, we did board Fozzie. I can't remember where we went. Uh, it might have been um, no, because we brought him to Maine with us, I believe. <laughs> You can uh, always do the Pierre Robert thing where you hire a limo and yeah. drive yeah. Lucy across. That the was country. one of the greatest stories, Nick. You just brought it up. That's that's that that's what Pierre did. Be and and I I get it. I mean, when you love you love your pet so much, and you didn't want to take any risks. And I think during that time, there had been a couple of stories about dogs um, dying in uh, you know in uh, airline I- issues, and yeah. uh, so I, I get it. And Lucy was one hundred percent spoiled, uh, and <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like Pierre would go out to Tahoe sometimes, and she'd be sometimes she would you know arrive there before he did, and it, it oh was my just God. like. Yeah. You know. yeah, I'm here already. Yeah. Uh, let me you? get to the Where house. Are you? Can you pick up some half and half? Yeah. I don't know how much it costs to board a dog, but I would. I, what I would prefer to do is I would prefer to just pay somebody to come to my house. That's yeah. what we do. So and yes, so what we do cases tied yeah. into my brother-in-law coming to the house because anything that has to be done. You know, repair-wise, yeah. you kill two birds. I gotta, and we actually would kill two birds before we go out on a trip. I got to believe uh, boarding a dog is expensive just based on the amount it costs to get a dog's hair cut. Oh, my <laughs> God. My God. Speaking of which. I didn't know that before we bought dogs. And you have two small dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reggie needs a cut so bad. And the other problem with that is, like, finding a, uh, getting an appointment. Everything's booked all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, and then listen, that's that thing that, that they're they're a big uh, responsibility, uh, no question. I'm, and it, and it's a, <laughs> I mean, they're not as big a responsibility as, as children are, but it's pretty. It's it's in the neighborhood. You got a dog. You got to figure out. You got a responsibility. Yeah. You've been out there and you find that effing dog. What's it's that uh, Billy, Billy Madison. <laughs> Uh, so, anyhow, all right, I have another, uh, survey. Survey says... All right, this is the most stupid one of the day. Yay. And I brought this up simply because of the responses to this. Okay. In a survey of 5,718 adults, have you ever been to a farmer's market? Wow. This is the survey we need. Now, 78% said yes. Yeah. 16% said no. And 6% said, not sure. Not sure? Yes. What's a farmer's market? Was that Gary Busey? I don't know. Uh, I love going to farmer's markets. I do, uh, too. And, and even when we don't need anything. You know? I love farm stands. I love farmer's markets. I like yeah, those I love farmers. Uh, <laughs> I like seahorses. Yeah. I like seahorses like and little seahorses. bags. Little, yeah, yeah, seahorse potties. Would you consider Boost Corner as a... No. Not no. really. I mean, there are farmer stands in Booth's Corner, but, yeah. but it's a big, little bit bigger than that. Have you ever been to Booth's Corner in Booth Wynn? Uh, probably. It okay. sounds familiar. It's only open uh, on other Friday. farm things? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, like Amish, Mennonite stuff there. I love well. that stuff. Yeah. Oh, baked so baked goods? Yeah, when apple we, cider donuts. When mm-hmm. when we lived in Upper Chai, that was an every weekend thing for us. Linville is a, a great local. Right, you'd consider that. Sure. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and we just, um, you know, we're coming out of that season right now. But apple cider season? Uh, no, well, I'm saying going uh, the the full bountiful summertime harvest. Oh right, yeah. Uh, or, or you know, all the all the vegetables or you know, corn and all the things you can get. Corn. I just, I, if I'm going to get corn on the cob. 
Man, do I love to get it from a uh, farmer's market. Well, look at today. It, well, we forgot to mention avocado. Oh, my God, yes. Today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Avageddon <laughs> is taking place at FDR Park. Go get all the avocados you want. It starts FDR at noon. Yeah. Uh, There's a great farmer's market in Stratford. It's right on Route 30. It's only open three days a week. Uh, but Casey, same kind of thing, like uh, a lot of Amish stands, Mennonite stands. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's like super fresh. I, I don't know how they bring in that stuff and, and maintain it as fresh as they do, but it's, it's, it's great. I love that place. It's like super fresh. It's like super fresh. <laughs> But not. But not. <laughs> R.I.P. Superfresh. You what? R.I.P. It used to be a supermarket called Superfresh. It's not... Did somebody come in and buy it? Is, is um, Are all the Superfreshes uh, maybe, something else now? I think it might be Giant or Gennardi. Maybe Acme. Yeah, no, we I think Acme took fresh. over Superfreshes. Okay. We had Moderately Fresh, and they went out of business quickly. Uh, that's yeah, not yeah, a good yeah. name. Yeah. It's just it's not, not a good doesn't name. doesn't seem fresh. Well, it's just kind of. Gennardi's was around forever, and then Gennardi's got taken over by Giant. So the Gennardi's, most of the Gennardi's are now Giant's. Gennardi was his family run and own. Well, they tried the- Gennardi's for a while. <laughs> and <it> just, you <laughs> know, what about Gennardi's? What about IGA? What oh, did yeah, IGA, IGA become? Oh, I was called that IGA. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm going to the IG. IGA. I think they still exist, Case. I have, like, there's a really cute story about IGA. We have friend uh, Dan Fine. Dan's yes. uh, wife, Andrea, worked at IGA, and he loved her. He was like, oh, my God, this girl, she's like my dream girl. So he got a job there just so he could meet her. And As you wish. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that great? Yeah, totally. It's a great, that is cool. It's a, and, then, and then they fell in love Stalker. and they're married. Yeah. My God, you got a job here to get my attention? Well, yeah. there is a fine line between stalking and just romantic. And his you know, name you know. was fine. So, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the fine line. Yeah. Wow. Uh, by the way, there was a story that came out recently that uh, Kroger, yes. uh, the national chain, is purchasing uh, Alberts and, or Albertsons. Yes. And uh, and Acme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Albertsons, I believe, oh. owns Acme. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it is the the largest uh, supermarket chain acquisition, I think. Wow. Uh, I think they're uh, doing it, uh, uh, yeah. Something along those lines. So they will be now contributors to Camp Out because if they yeah. own Acme, then Acme continues that relationship. Yeah, and I can't imagine that Acme will change its no. brand in any way, shape, or form in this area. It's because huge. It's got such um, a yeah. history to it. They know what they're buying when they get into yeah. markets like that. Their yeah. parfaits are not mushy. Right. Yeah. No mushy. No mushy. <laughs> All right. Survey says. Go to another one here. Okay. Right. This will be the last one because we got to get to you who loot and all that stuff here in just a second. Uh, all right. We'll stay on food for just a moment. Um, where do people discover food trends uh, on, uh, Inst- on, not on Instagram, on social media? Uh, well, okay, social media. Otherwise, I'd say we could definitely be a source of people discovering food That's trends. That's true. 67% said Facebook. 62% said YouTube. 58% said Instagram. And 45% said TikTok yeah. as far as discovering food trends. Uh, I guess that depends on what you define food trends as. Well, uh, because there are you know kitschy little dishes that you right. see that people make. Well, like the butter all the time. The butter board, right? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, Where'd you get that from? Was yeah, that on exactly. TikTok? Uh, I don't remember where. I, I think that's where it, it yeah. originated. It's like where, a butter uh, charcuterie board. But for a while, I was looking at uh, Pinterest had all kinds of crazy cool oh, yeah. ideas. But Pornhub, I got tired of that Pornhub. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. yes. Um, it's a great way to make a taco. Are you familiar with the feta pasta by any chance, Preston? Uh, so no. that was a big TikTok thing, and you just throw a block of feta cheese oh, in yeah. in a in a uh, like a. Uh, 
one of those things called? A baking dish. A ramekin? Baking uh, dish? Like Pyrex baking yeah. dish, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you surround it with little cherry tomatoes, um, and then you just bake it, and then next, and then you you boil some. But, like, my daughter found it on uh, TikTok. On. Finish it's, it. Boil it's some a, pasta, and, and, and then you just mix it all to these kinds of things. It's a one-pan dish. So you put all the ingredients in, put it in the oven, and then stir it around. So it's baked pasta. Yes. Okay, gotcha. But it's, it's not big. No, it's not big. No, it's more than that. You boil the pasta. Yeah, but you they, bake the other stuff. You don't bake the pasta at all. You just mix the pasta in a, in a dish afterwards. Sounds like we don't bake it. it. All right. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So you got that? We, that was a TikTok thing. Okay. It was a big TikTok thing. Was Dude, it good? It's really good. Okay. Well, we yeah. talked about the fact that there are actually restaurants that are opening up, or at least that are based on TikTok food trends. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I mean, there's there's definitely some legit fun stuff that you can find uh, on social media as far as food goes and porn. Uh, and porn is what porn is there. All right, that's it. We're done. We're okay. wrapping up. I'm sorry to keep Yo, that short. Ever heard of mate? Uh, we need to take a break because we do indeed have you who loot coming up at eight o'clock. We also have a number of guests on the program today. I want to try to stay on time, but can we have Q from Impractical Jokers? Uh, we have Phil Rosenthal from <laughs> Somebody Feed Phil, and we also have Tom Felton, Draco Malfoy. How cool is that? On the program today. So stay with us. We'll get it all going. We'll be back in a moment. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day. We'll do, are we okay on time for that? Ah. Break? Yeah. We are okay. We're right back. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, we're going live on Fox Good Day right now, my friends. Here we go. That says it's a good thing to talk to strangers. And I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about us as adults. Should we take the candy too? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Here, get in my. Anyway, uh, I talk to people like on elevators who I don't know. Yeah. Preston, do you, are you a stranger talker? Um, you know what? Sometimes, but I'm cautious about it because I have a, an innate fear of. What if we start having a conversation about something that I don't care about, and then I have a hard time engaging in that conversation with that person from now on? Like you're taking a risk of now. If you're like you mentioned on the elevator, Mike, that's a quick out. Yeah, yes. I, that's that's yeah I, yeah. I have no problem with that. But if I happen to be like standing in a line or something that could be lingering for a little while, I'm a little cautious mm. because I might end up in a situation there. Uh, where I feel uh, stupid or uncomfortable. Have you ever had a situation where you figured you'd be able to just naturally let it end and then you had to hang around that person longer than you thought? Oh, yeah. That is <laughs> very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Or what about airplanes? I, that's what I'm always stuck. You uh, never know if that person is like, hey, where are you going? Are you headed home? If it's going to be quick or they're going to end up talking the entire trip. Yeah, there's a, little, there's, a, there's a little test that you do there, too, to find out. Because oh. I, I have had great, engaging... Hour and a half long conversations, two hour conversations with somebody, and it's been a lot of fun. And then I've had the other happen where it's like, okay, shut up now, please. <laughs> you need you know, to I'm, shut up. Obvious cues. I'm yeah. whipping out a magazine and I'm trying to, you know. How easy is it to open that door, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's where headphones come in. Right. Exactly. right. Yeah, totally. Oh, my gosh. Invention. Yes. The, the athletes of the world have shown us that if you don't want to talk to someone, pop some headphones on and you're good to go. Or just yeah. kiss them gently on the cheek. <laughs> just, uh, I'm oh done talking. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one. Yep. I've ha- also had really interesting conversations on a plane. Like... Coast to coast. Really? Oh, my yeah. God. It's like four no, or five hours of time. I still remember Alicia. Her name was Alicia. Oh, that's why, because it was a woman. Was mm. she cute? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I wish this guy would shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You're on TV. I got it. I don't know. I don't, Mike, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Rob McElhen, he was a friend of the show, and Charlie Day, they met on yeah. a plane, and, and so they, they created yeah, It's true. Always Sunny in Philadelphia just because they, they found each other to be funny. Oh, they were hanging out on a plane together, wow. and they were strangers, and that whole relationship started because two strangers talked to each other on a plane. But I have to point this out because our biggest stranger engager, that's a good name. Yeah, stranger yeah. engager. Uh, is Casey by far. Wow. Casey has yeah, full Casey. on... Deep conversations with people he's never met before. Yeah, 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 I like talking to people, but you know, just like you, press, like uh, there are, you know, like I engage with, you know, as many people as I possibly can. But you know, some people are, you know, less inclined to engage with a stranger, and I get that, right? Like, you know, I I can I can get get the vibes right away, and if you're not into it, then then I leave this stall. I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Then I I leave it alone. But (laughs) yeah, I like. But uh, you know, prolonged conversations, cross country flight conversations. No, 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 no. I can't do that. That's oh. just way too long. I find, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. I, yeah. I, I am and legitimately, and I think you guys would be as well. You're, you're, you're fascinated by other people. And so I can open up yeah. a conversation. Again, as Preston said, that tightrope is, Listen. Yeah. okay, we need to stop talking now. When I was, Mike, I was, dri- I was driving across the country a couple of weeks ago, and I ended up getting into a conversation with a guy at a gas station. And I'm also the type of person where people just tell me things, right? yeah. yeah. This dude is on parole, okay? And I'm like, you just tell this to strangers? And then he points down and he shows me his his little ankle bracelet thingy. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm not allowed to leave the state. I was like, this conversation's over, bro. I'll see you later. That's great. Well, uh, now we have to stop talking to you. All right. It's done. It's okay. I got you. Go right. Phils. Right, Thank you, guys. Hey, it's Wednesday, October the 19th. All right, there you go. Uh, let me see. Oh, yes. I definitely want to point this out. We got some good food in the Acme Lounge right now. Our friends uh, from Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub, which you will find in Pottstown, they're at 990 East High Street, are here this morning because Marissa is going to be there tomorrow night for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Uh, and she'll be there from 7 to 9, and you could win a pair of tickets to watch Eagles play uh, the Steelers on October 30th, and assigned Derek Barnett football, courtesy of Bud Light. It's always a good time. Uh, you can go to WMMR.com and click on the events and get more details about it, but I have a $25 gift card Yay. Uh, for Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub in Pottstown, and we'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will take care of you. But they brought in loads of wings, and apparently their sauces, I love the names of the sauces. They have mild hot scorpion, bee sting, wasp, Tropic Thunder, <laughs> ah, yeah. and then you get into the flavored ones like a garlic parmesan, uh, garlic hot ranch, barbecue, Caribbean jerk, uh, Cajun, teriyaki, and sweet chili. So wings are there. Th- wings are there. Thanks. I had a dry rub, Preston, that I think you are going to enjoy. Ooh, really good. Very good. Excellent. All right, so give us a call right now. Let's get you. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait. Bup, bup. I'm sorry. Oh, We're gonna get a little traffic. Yeah, we got to do the Yuhu loot thing. Oh my God! Yeah, it's yeah, 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 
Uh, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. I and... was not either, and thank you for pointing that out because we have money to give away. Listen up. Here's your keyword. All right, the word is smart, or as Fredo would say, smart. All right, smart. S-M-A-R-T. All right, and you have until uh, 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. You can text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest. Each winner gets called from Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. There are five chances to win each weekday. Uh, and this is number one on the list. So we'll do it again at 10, noon, 3, and 5 p.m. So the word is smart, S-M-A-R-T. Kathy's out. Let's take a look at traffic, and Marissa's going to give it to you. What's up, Marissa? In West Norton, Trooper Road is closed between Boulevard of Generals and Egypt Roads for an accident. 76 westbound, slowing past Young Divine, Blue Route uh, northbound, 95 to Route 1 southbound, from Brumall to Media, 95 northbound. There's an accident blocking the left lane, so it's jammed up from Vine Alta Penn's Landing. PA Turnpike westbound, slowing Willow Grove to 4. Washington in Delaware, 95 northbound, slow uh, Delaware Avenue to Concord Pike. New Jersey, 295 northbound, is slowing exit 24 to 26 and southbound from Woodcrest Station to Route 42. This traffic report is brought to you by AAA Car Care. Everyone can save up to $90 on select sets of four Bridgestone tires October 17th to the 24th, only at your neighborhood AAA Car Care Center. See store for details and at your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> Brought to you by uh, Red Robin. You can choose any style Red Robin tavern, tavern double burger with bottomless fries and drink just for $10. This deal's ending really soon, so get there before it's gone. Dine in only at participating locations in PA. Red Robin. Yum. All right. Follow-up story to this developing thing that we've mentioned a couple of times now. Uh, a man was taken into custody in Florida and is a person of interest in the slayings and dismembering of the four cyclists in Oklahoma last week. Uh, this, this, story. Guy, this guy, Joseph Kennedy, we mentioned that they were looking for him yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he was arrested in Daytona Beach Shores, Florida, wow. while in possession of a stolen vehicle. He was 1,200 miles away from the scene of the crime. This so dude up beating a left. hasty retreat, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're hesitant to say that he is... Charged or a suspect, but he's, he's charged. He's a person of interest right now. Unless he's charged, but he's been charged. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be. Uh, they're in the process of getting him back. I listen. I hope we get all the facets of this story because oh God, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so they have not said why he's a person of interest or has been charged uh, in the killings of the foreman. One report suggests that he may be the owner of the scrap and salvage yards uh, that uh, they were at. So, so these four guys go out on a, on a bike thing and say, okay, these buddies are going to go out. Then we later find out, you know, their their bodies are discovered, dismembered in the, in the river. Then we find out that they were probably going out to commit some sort of crime. Yep. And then this guy is the guy from yesterday, and they find him today. It just keeps moving along. We'll follow it for you. How about this story? Two college wrestlers suffered serious injuries in a grizzly bear attack while hunting for shed antlers with teammates Saturday afternoon in the South Fork in South Fork uh, outside Cody, Wyoming. Uh, Kendall Cummings and Brady Lowry, both sophomores at Northwest College. 
uh, were with two other members of the wrestling team when they became separated as they hiked down a mountain. All right, best out of two, three. <laughs> so a grizzly bear came out of nowhere and began attacking Lowry. And when Cummings rushed in to try and pull the bear off of Lowry, yeah, yeah. a grizzly started attacking him. <laughs> like, I don't care if you're good at wrestling. It's a grizzly bear. All four possessed uh, bear spray. But the attack happened so quickly that uh, the two victims didn't have time to react and pull it out. It's astonishing because we, we're all lo- looking at a picture of them after the fact. And, and uh, you know, I think save for a broken arm and, and a lot of cuts, they're, they're doing okay. But that they both technically would should probably be dead. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they're alive and doing well for what happened, according to police. Northwest College uh, President Lisa Watson stated in a release of the victims... Uh, were helped to their vehicles by the other teammates and help was summoned. Park County Search and Rescue and other emergency staff responded to the incident. Cummings was immediately life-lifted to a hospital in Billings, Montana. Lowry was taken to a different one, but then ended up being life-lifted uh, as well to Billings. Each have already undergone multiple surgeries. Uh, so, yeah, they are lucky to be alive. So we have two stories, and they always say, when you're hiking, and Nick, you know this, um, <laughs> You've got in areas like that. You've got to be consistently making noise to at least alert them or scare them. Uh, and Preston, apparently, just before they were attacked by the grizzly bear, they noticed grizzly bear spore. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, and, like, okay. and then seconds later, they were attacked. Crazy. Uh, this is a wild story. Servers dressed as Power Rangers morphed into real life heroes as a woman was assaulted inside of their Oakland restaurant. Uh, the incident happened at Noka Ramen last week during a promotion that the restaurant was offering. So all the servers are dressed in these That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a French restaurant. Uh, no, it's not. It's Noka Ramen. And uh, it's a Thai restaurant, actually. Uh, Ploy uh, Pirapopkin was, uh, said that she was having dinner with friends when she witnessed the crime. She said there was a commotion, and that's when I heard in Thai an expression, uh, hui, that means that something was surprising and new. Uh, she said a woman rushed into the restaurant and said that she, was, she wasn't she was safe. And then a man ran after the woman and put her in a chokehold. And she said, and that's when I saw all the Power Rangers run in to help. <laughs> that's when the patrons... Start, They're really the Power Rangers. ...started to get involved to uh, sort of support everyone uh, in there to, again, de-escalate the situation. And we waited before police came before we left. Uh, Noka Raman posted about the incident on, on Instagram saying they were very proud of their servers, their team... Uh, they also assured guests that the recent event was an anomaly at their restaurant. But that would have been crazy to see. Do you remember when that they just dominated the Power Rangers? Oh, my kids oh. loved them. I mean, oh, really? Huge. Loved them. Huge. Yeah, Parker yeah. and Carter. Yeah, yeah. we missed that boat. Like, uh, they were long gone before our kids got into that. <laughs> All right, this is messed up. In Florida, a doorbell camera alerted a father and son that someone was outside the door of their apartment. They armed themselves, and they went out to find out who they suspected of burglary and ended up firing seven shots into the car of a woman who was parked outside of her own apartment. There was never a burglar. The person who triggered the doorbell camera was a neighbor returning a package that was delivered to his address by mistake. Oh, my God. It all started when the Colin uh, Acosta Holmes doorbell camera alerted a 15-year-old resident that someone had been outside the door. The teen peeked out of the door to see who was there and then went and got a firearm. Meanwhile, his father, Gino, grabbed his cane and a loaded semi-automatic handgun. Gino and his teen son left the house, both carrying loaded weapons. Uh, The two split up. Gino walked around his apartment building and the son checked the perimeter of the building. Gino reportedly found a vehicle with tinted windows in the parking lot in front of the building. Assuming the person inside was a burglar, he approached and started demanding the person get out. 
Uh, the woman inside had just returned home, was checking messages on her phone before going inside, putting the vehicle in reverse to try and get away from the apparently random armed person yelling outside she her car. Know, right. She doesn't know. Yeah. As she quickly backed up to flee, the teen heard a commotion, ran toward his father. When the vehicle passed the teen, he began shooting at the passenger side. Uh, the victim swerved, hitting a part vehicle, which hit another part vehicle. As the victim drove away, Gino and his son continued to shoot at the car. Was she hit? One bullet went through the empty child seat in the rear of the vehicle. The victim was able to get to a nearby gas station and call for help. No, uh, she was not. It's Gino insane. fired two shots, and his teen son shot five during the incident. So you... Uh, they're both being... Uh, uh, convicted, or they're both being charged with a ton of stuff, including attempted felony murder. Oh, so she goes like you, and then leaves. Yeah, you and, and you go after. And no, yeah, and no, that you've left your apartment right. to seek out this person and go and shoot. Them I mean, down. Gino got his cane. That's ridiculous, and he did get his cane. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what we're going to have in the bizarre file for now. All right, so five minutes left to enter the word uh, smart. For you who loot, so make sure that you do that right now. We have $1,000 that is up for grabs. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. When we return, we've got Q, Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers, and that starts our guest lineup for the day, and we got some good ones for you. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Wait, what's that? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. So our next guest is going to be in town for a live show. Uh, February 3rd, it's at the uh, the Pavilion. You know, it's now called the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Yeah, it's a great venue for them. So it's going to be indoors. I've seen them there yes. before a yeah. couple of times and uh, had such a great... In fact, I don't think it was... Well, it was one of the times I saw them at that venue that my family learned uh, the term from our next guest, which was Baconator Season. <laughs> uh, and we still use it from time to time. Yeah. Uh, so the Impractical Jokers are going to be there for the Drive, 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 Drive tour. Please welcome Brian Quinn. Hey. Hey. Hey, guys. hey, Q, how you doing? Great. How you guys doing? Good. Is it Baconator season now? or uh... It is not not oh. on Staten Island, New York. Not, <laughs> okay. not as of yet. We are waiting. The leaves are turning, and uh, we're getting excited for the Baconator. Uh, I'm not, you know, when you saw that tour, I was probably like, you know, I was still in my 30s then, or... <sighs> So I, I, you know, I don't know that the Baconator still, my doctor might be like, dude, with the Baconator, <sighs> right. slow, slow it down. No, the Baconator is, <laughs> it, it, it's on, it would be on the Mount Rushmore of, uh, of sandwiches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, Special. You mentioned, you mentioned being in your thirties, dude, you guys are in your 10th season decade of the show. It's just unbelievable. It's fantastic. I, I can't wrap my like it's something that's don't because really we've been on the air twelve years it's our tenth season but we've been on since two thousand eleven right um, and I am coming to grips with that because now like I said I'm forty six now I have I have guys in their late twenties coming up to me on the street being like dude you I watched you through <laughs> high school yep. I watched you through college in the frat house we would all smoke and watch you and watch the show. <laughs> 
And, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that is crazy. Like, that's not good for the health of America, by the yeah, way. We've we, practical jokers. Listen, Q, we've been on the air for 25 years here, and we'll get people that are like, I was uh, six years old when my parents used to drive me to school, oh, and we no. started listening. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. But you know what's cool, though? It's And with that, and you guys have lots of, you know, cameos and 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 stars themselves now, people who were nurtured by you, as you said, watching when they were younger, who are now legitimate stars themselves who want to come back and appear on the show. So I assume you're getting hit up fairly regularly by fans. Who who of um, in recent has revealed themselves as a big fan of yours that you had no idea was a viewer? Uh, well, we had Post Malone on the show the ah, other day. That That's dude's awesome. very talented. Oh man, I you know what? I, I was aware of him like the entire world is, but I but I wasn't really like keyed into how talented he is. He came on the show, first of all, like the nicest guy I've met in the industry. It's unbelievable how nice he is. It's it's actually a little like uh, all right, what's he hiding? Like, he's <laughs> yeah. that nice. Right. And then and then he does impractical jokes with us and he claims he's nervous, but he's so funny and he kills it. And then he's like, Oh, why don't you come to my show tonight? I'm playing Madison Square Garden. So I'm like, Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we go. And like he blows my socks off. I mean, the guy is like and he's twenty six. I know. I'm like, Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> but we had him, we had John Mayer, Anthony Davis. Like we've been we've been getting like killer people. And then since we're having guests on now, we're we're getting people that you know we've always wanted. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's not yeah. like Saturday Night Live where it's like, oh, I have something to promote. I'm coming in. It's really like who do we respond to and who do we want on the that's show. Great. So that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. And I remember talking to you guys uh, years ago and, um, you know, how much harder it's gotten over the years doing these things because people know who you are now. You guys have become really popular, really famous. And uh, I recently saw you guys, um, your episode in London, and, uh, and you know, people spotted you, and I thought it was great. There was one guy, you guys were right along the river there, and uh, and the dude saw the camera, like, right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I, I couldn't, I could only imagine how, how much you guys have to shoot and how much you leave on the editing room floor because mm. of, of things like that. It's not as bad as you think, because we have systems in place that stop people from getting to us before if they know who we are we have we have uh, and i don't like to say them because like people yeah. can work their way around them then right uh and then also like you said we've been doing this so long so the second i know the difference between somebody who comes up who doesn't know what the hell is going on and somebody that knows the show and is trying to pretend on so we just cut them loose right away it's really the real tragedy is like you know we only have 22 minutes to make a show and we'll go two or three times and then we have to decide on the one turn and you're like there's there's four different versions of the tv show that are as funny if not funnier because sometimes the network won't let us put stuff on the air uh, you know what i mean just yeah. because of uh, you know whatever so it's like <laughs> you know you, you you grieve with every effort uh edit for jokes that you that you lose it's, it's heartbreaking so the show uh is coming up on on february 3rd it's the drive 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 tour Wait, by the way the name you, you want to explain what that's all about brian yeah, all right. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so, the, so there was a punishment um, where the guy, where I lost, and the guys made me drive uh, all over the tri-state area to bring them White Castle. Twelve-hour yep. uh, trip, and they played the same thirty-second song <laughs> over and oh. over again without break. And anybody who doubts this, we have 
12 hours of footage of me doing this. And it's, they have these puppets in the back. And there's a song that one of that Joe and Bergio, one of our writers, came up with that. It's just drive, 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 drive. And that's it. There's a couple more lyrics, and then it just loops. And it, it's torture. Like, if oh, you yeah. did it to people in Guantanamo Bay, like, people would be arrested. Yeah, we did a, uh, we, uh, years and years ago, we did a stunt where we, we put all these people in this trailer, and they had to live in it for a week. And we, we it was when the TV oh. show Survivor was big. So we had, we, we called it uh, Survive Survivor, and we had the song uh, Eye of the Tiger, Eye of the Tiger, Tiger by Survivor on oh. loop 24 hours a day. Oh, no, no. A week straight. <laughs> and not, not quiet, by the way. The way it was yeah. at a oh, it was had, at a volume uh, control yeah. the studio a Guantanamo level yeah so I, we know it's what like you Waco, went through Texas uh-huh. um, hey yeah. uh, I, I wanted to say with the live shows uh, this is the first one uh, this is the first series of shows without Joe right the, of the live shows yeah yeah okay so yeah. How, how do you fill that hole I mean because I've, I've seen you guys live a number of times. And there's always something going on. There's there's always a, a moment where one of you guys will, will kind of solo for a while and take it, and the other two kind of you know uh, pull back a little bit. Are you just adding a little bit more to it to uh, you and and uh, and and uh, Mur and uh, and Sal? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll fill the gap. Uh, you know, uh, look, there's a Joe Gatto shaped hole in the show, and mm-hmm. that, there is no harder person to replace. It. Like almost any of us would be easier to replace than Joe, um, but it's like. Eh, you know what? We've been touring now 12 years. Like, we kind of got the chops to fill yeah. in, like, the disaster. Throw in another video. I mean, I wish he was coming on tour with us. You know what I mean? But uh, he's not. But we're still going to have a great time. Yeah. Like, we're going to have a blast and stuff like that. I mean, but you know what? It's just, like, it it, allow, it allows us, like, uh, like again, even when we're writing the live show, like, we have to cut jokes. There's, you're only on stage for an hour and 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Like, we got to cut jokes. So, like, now... You know, if there is a silver cloud, it's like a little bit more of my jokes are getting. <laughs> you know I got I mean? you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also, you have and look, people are unaware. It's, it's a multimedia show, so there's a whole bunch going on. Yeah, and, sure, we uh, show videos. Yeah, I mean, so there's 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 a lot there, and a lot uh, a lot of bang for your for your entertainment buck, as they say. But nobody is going to walk away not having a good yeah. time. Like we we have a like for also too. Like, I haven't been on stage. Like, Sal, Murr, and Joe all tour. They, they're out doing stand-up. They're out doing their thing. I don't. I'm, I'm a homebody. So I believe that show uh, is the first time I'm going to be on stage in, like, in like two and a half years. Wow. So I, I they're going to fire me out of a cannon onto that stage. I can't wait to see everybody and get that rush of laughter yeah. and, and have a good time and bring that joy to people. Like, I've been missing that for years, so I can't wait. I and, can't wait. Yeah, and and you're you're out with your friends, and and you guys have been doing this a really long time. Listen, I, I've been with uh, Preston and Steve here for 24 years, right? Mm. And it's it's wild because I can still look back on some old things that we've either done or said, or you know, and Steve's like the funniest guy I know, and I will still laugh out loud at certain things. And I wasn't sure if there was one or two things in particular that you guys have done on your show that that still, after all these years, you'll watch it again and, and it'll make you laugh because I know for me it's. It's Murr's Dracula with the gospel choir. Yeah, I will. That's a good one. I, so I don't know if you have anything that you go, it just sticks out and you go, uh, it, this makes me laugh every time I see it. Uh, I, I do. There's a, there's a specific joke that's my favorite joke of the whole series. But I, I want to talk about that Dracula one for a second if you guys have time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
because that was one where, um, you know, we, we really try and keep as much as possible from each other. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that requires a lot of trust because you know you're going to get screwed because it's a punishment. But, like, you know, you got to, you know, we have oversight on so much of the show that to let a piece go for your own punishment could be hard. And Murray that day, when he got the set, he was like, what? He saw, like, he saw, like, robes of the choir, like, in the background. He, he, they still put him in the Dracula wig, and he's like, I, what is going on? He knew we were shooting, like, in a high school theater. Uh-huh. And he's like, guys, if you're putting me in the middle of a play, I don't know the story of Dracula. He's going, <laughs> he goes, I can't keep up. And we're like, Mark, don't, just don't worry about it, buddy. You'll, you'll know what you have to do when you have to do it. And he's like, guys, this isn't going to be funny. He goes, guys, I don't know the story of Dracula. I'm going to look stupid. And we're like, well, that's, I go, that's the point. That's the point. Yeah, and then and so when he when that is the most genuine expression when that coffin opens and he is like, "What is going on?" It is amazing. It, it's really amazing. Like to see, we kept you know how like when you're with your buddies and one of your buddies is kind of being a little bit of a pain in the ass. So yeah. so you, the other guys look at each other and roll their eyes like, "What's up with this clown?" Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, we were all doing that tomorrow. We're like, "Would you just get the coffin?" Yeah, like, just get the coffin. <laughs> you, knock it off. you know, though, it, it's what's what's amazing is because um, you know, I like I hate um, I hate when it's faked and and it's clear with oh, you yeah. guys. Yep. I mean, you you can tell. You can look in the response, and and there is a genuine look. You know, you can't fake that deer in the headlights look, especially when Dracula <laughs> comes out. And and it's 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 priceless. And again, you talk about that that trust level. Okay, this this may be painful, but it's going to yield great video. So the fact that you guys, you know, we we talk about uh, the the sort of second language that we here on the show have. It's what you guys must have that no one else oh, can understand. Sure. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, let alone the fact that we've worked side by side six days a week for 12 years i've known these guys since we were 14 yeah. you know what i mean like i have all sorts of that shorthand so it's but let me tell you it's a real pleasure and it's a real honor to be able to do this I, look i used to be um i used to be a firefighter right i was in the fdny for eight years mm-hmm. and uh, i'm always very proud of that i love i love my firehouse the guys in my firehouse and my family and brothers and i always knew going into it that was going to be part of it when we started making impractical jokers the crew now has been with us almost since the beginning um it's the same feeling of like, this is my family. Yeah. These are my brothers. I'm incredibly honored to wow. be here with these people. Yeah. And that's every day I go to work. And then we start having fun. Yeah. So it's it's really, it's really, I mean, I'm, I, I believe me, I, I know how lucky I am. Like, I don't take it for granted for a second. All right. What was the joke you were going to share uh, that uh, Casey had asked about? The one that stands out. There was oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if many people remember this, but uh, there was, it was, it was, it was, I think it was maybe season four. We were doing a timeshare. We're doing one of the presentation bits where there's like we, we pull up and we don't know what's about to come up on the screen. Yeah. And uh and it, Joe and uh Sal were out there and they were selling the timeshare. And then and then, I, you might not even understand why this is my favorite joke, but I, I <laughs> so 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 they go, all right, and one slide comes up and they go, Good news, because I'd watched Jaws the night before. Um and you know when they're like, I'm not gonna cut open and have that kitner boy spill out all over the right, top. Right. Know? So I had the phrase Kittner boy in my head. So I added a last minute joke to the to, to the presentation where they go, hey, good news. We caught the alligator that ate the DeLuca boy. And then they go and then, and then the next slide comes up and goes, 
Uh, good news, uh, he's stuffed in the lobby, and then the next slide comes up, and it says, and this is the joke that I, I love so much, and it goes, the alligator, not the DeLuca boy. Oh, my God. Sal falls apart. He walks into the corner and actually starts crying, and Joe looks at him and is like, will you get yourself together over here, man? And I, you know, there's something. Oh, we're, look, we're looking at it right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's the, the best. The creation, just because I know the creation of that joke and the journey of that joke, I love it so much, you know? That's, That's great. Right. You know, I was watching Clerks 3 last night, and you appear, oh, yeah. you appear in Clerks 3. There's there's a scene where they, by the way, this this is so saturated with celebrity cameos, Clerks 3, and, and, and I, I really enjoyed it. We're friends with Kevin Smith. Uh, you guys friends, I assume? Oh, yeah. I, I've known Kevin since I was 19. I, wow. I worked on... Um, the tail end of Chasing Amy, and then when we shot Dogma, I'm actually in Dogma. Are you? Um, what scene? Yeah, there's a scene where Ben and Matt are walking through the airport, and yeah. they're eating the popcorn, Yeah, and it walks past two guys uh, playing with a movie doll. Like, there's a guy with a cheese hat as a tracking shot, and then it gets to a guy, and there's a me and my friend Nick who both worked for Kevin, and Nick's a writer on a Practical Jokers now. Wow. Oh, I gotta, I, I gotta yeah. check that. I gotta go back and see that scene. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I know Kevin and those guys uh, since I was a kid. Uh, I, I, I love those guys. Let yeah. me ask you, was there, was there was everyone sort of, uh, you had a couple of people hanging out, or was everyone shot separately because Ben Affleck's in, in that scene as well? There's a whole bunch of people. Oh, yeah, I don't think Kevin will mind me saying this. Yeah, it was shot separately. That's why there's the black curtain behind us. So he could put up that curtain anywhere and shoot those cameras anywhere. <laughs> I thought yeah, as much. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. were there. Like we, me, uh, me, Joe, Salomar were there. We were in the theater with uh, the actors, which is, I mean, like uh, since I was nineteen. But there is something to being around Dante and Randall. There yeah, just is when they're together and like, oh man, this is so cool. So you want to get a picture with them and stuff like that, even though I've known them 20 something years. No, it's cool. It's a little piece well, of pop culture. There's something cool yeah. about being around you guys, man. So I'm, I'm excited you're coming back to Philly. It's Thank a, you, man. The, the Impractical Jokers live shows are just a blast. And you guys are, you're, you're some of the most fan friendly people I've ever met. You've always been kind to me or, or, you know, if I've had my kids or any friends come by. So we really appreciate that. And, just remind oh, wow, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, February 3rd, uh, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. It'll be an indoor show. Uh, you know, they close it out yes. and make it an indoor venue. It's a great run, uh, venue. Tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m. And you can go to uh, Ticketmaster to get them. So, uh, And we're presenting the show, which is uh, we're excited to be a part of, too. So, listen, Q, always great to catch yes, up with you, man. And uh, we'll, we'll see you when you get in town. We know you got to run, all right? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. Anytime. Take right. care. Brian Quinn. Yeah, hey, from Impractical Jokers Q, and uh, yeah, they're they're great. I love them. Absolutely love hanging out with those guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, with that, we got a couple of minutes because we, do. um, we don't have our next guest till about nine fifteen. We're going to have uh, Phil Rosenthal from Somebody Feed Phil. Somebody uh, Somebody F- Feed Phil the book. He's going to talk about that. And then after that, uh, Tom Felton, uh, Draco Malfoy, uh, is going to be joining Break us. Draco, uh, but real quick, I want to mention something: the Burger Brawl. Yeah, uh, it's been rescheduled, and we officially have the uh, the info on that. Uh, so it's going to be on Sunday, November sixth. The reason being, it was for this Sunday, and the Phils are playing. <laughs> so there that would be no been way a slight yeah. conflict uh, in the sports complex. So they've had to move it. Uh, and our buddy Rob Wasserman, who we are just. I can't believe he has a reschedule. This thing works on this thing all year long. Oh, it's meticulous. Yeah, I, I talked to him on the phone, Preston, just to get the the, the lowdown on everything that was going on. He says, I, I, 
I can't be mad though because they're yeah. they're doing great. But yeah. oh my god, this is the last thing I would have anticipated. So it's going to be Sunday, November sixth, which is the day before the camp out for hunger, mind you. Yeah. And uh, Steve and Casey are you know judges at this event. So oh, I, I told you I'm going to bring some Tupperware, so we'll have food in the RV. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, everything remains the same. Tickets, all that stuff. You're good to go. But the date has moved. It'll be Sunday, November 6th. Yeah. All right. And then that allows me to mention uh, Camp Out for Hunger starting the next day. And uh, things are underway for uh, food trucks and fireworks. Yeah. I heard Marissa working uh, on that yesterday. This will be the first time you can attend. Yes. We did it was the first time. You were sick as a dog. Like, there was no way I was going to make it to that. And it was wonderful. I know. So, so I'm excited. Marissa, the fireworks show is happening again? Oh, I've been talking to Celebration Fireworks. They have... Even more exciting things planned. They did something. I don't want to tell you guys anything. Yeah. Okay. They did something. I, you could probably hear it because you were in the. You had to go back to the hotel room and just sleep because you were. You needed. You needed the rest. You poor thing. Like Casey and 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 Kathy and the the um the fireballs. Plumes of fireball. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I just. Oh my god. When, the heat. It was amazing. When it was like all. You know, it was it was almost over. Right. The the fireworks show was <laughs> happening and everybody was watching it and like. I was just overcome with just this this feeling of like of joy and like satisfaction and I it, it was like I I can't believe that this thing not only happened but it was as successful as it was and like I was looking around and and our salespeople were there and Chuck and we all had this look of like this is this is amazing we did, right? we, we did, we did it, it. We did it. Yeah. then I was like Preston's not here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Preston, I mean, you were like in between breaks. For anybody who who doesn't understand, like in between on air, like it didn't sound like you were sick at all. But when we broke for commercial, you literally laid down and laid under the table. Yeah. Uh, I, like, you're Dude, a, a I, warrior, I you know? Diarrhea so bad. <laughs> oh, I remember. Oh, I remember. And it, it was it's like, terrible. It's the worst. Oh, man. I mean, especially in that situation. And, and I just coughing all kinds of stuff up. Was, I was really sick. But, but of course... Thankfully, you did not have. It wasn't COVID. No. You just had your uh, O ring being blown out. Yeah, <laughs> and and so like the, this is the 25th anniversary of the Camp Out for Hunger, and we remember what it was like the first year, and oh, the yeah. second year, and the fifth year, and the tenth year, and and we've seen this thing grow exponentially. So anybody who's been out there, you know, this is going to be their first one. You have no idea like where it started and where we've where we've come to, and we and, want we want the newbies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, we do. But you know. But food trucks and fireworks was something last year, and even and this year it's going to be even bigger. Yeah, I mean, like, so our friends from Bates uh, Motel they're coming out there with escape rooms, yeah. and um, well, before uh, you run down yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. I want to get Marissa's take on that. Oh, do we want to mention these things? Well, oh yeah, we could definitely can. I was going to jump in exactly what Casey was saying. We have our friends at Bates coming out. I think Five Below is coming out and doing some things. So all of these people saw how much fun and how exciting that event was last year. Yep. That they want to join in. Plus, if you were there and you were a little concerned about the lines, we didn't. We we had no idea what we were doing. We have double the amount of trucks this year. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's not going to be a problem. Not at all. And there's so, so a few from uh, last year, but several mm-hmm. new ones mm-hmm. are going to be there as well in case you were like, ah, it's going to be the same trucks. No, it's going to be a different experience. We're going to have live music there. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That? I almost yeah. forgot that. Yeah. Snack time. That. Snack time is going to be playing yeah. at the event. Awesome. 
They're super hot right now. What what is snack, what, what's what's all what, the, what are they all about? So snack time is an all instrumental band. There's uh, a trumpet, a trombone, a tuba, drums, guitars. Uh, they are playing everywhere in Philadelphia now. I watched them the other day. I saw them at the Lucky Well. Um, they've had an all like rock and roll set. They were playing Nirvana and they were playing Queen. Um, so it's not just like. Uh, you know, normal instrumental music right, playing right, right. mainstream songs mm-hmm. uh, on bra- on brass instruments, and they are so much. They it is a party. Yeah, it's real energetic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a blast, man. Oh, so, yeah, they uh, played uh, like the halftime of the Sixers games yep. mm-hmm. and on Eagles and such. We haven't been able to. This is going to be full and then some. So yeah. reg full blown camp out and then some. Yeah. So that's what we've been waiting for. What you've been waiting for and we're so glad you stuck with us. We I mean we've done it every year. Obviously we had to restrict a lot of what we we're doing, but we're back and this mother's going to be big. Marissa, what's the date on uh, uh food trucks and fireworks? It's going to be Wednesday uh the 9th. Okay. With Wednesday. the rain date built in. Yes. Right. So it might be yeah. the next day if we have to. Wednesday so we're the keeping night. it on. We're just hoping for good weather. Please be good weather because there's a lot of moving parts in this. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's exciting. And I just have to mention, Preston, like Celebration Fireworks. And, and Casey, you were just talking about how exciting that fireworks show is. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen fireworks shows where they're timed out to music. And it's the normal patriotic music. These guys designed a whole show to like Green Day and yeah. Fall Out Boy. Awesome. And it was a rock fireworks show with fireballs. And they're going to have, they're going to add some Preston and Steve elements. This oh, well, here's the deal, too. A lot of times when you see these things, they're being they're being fired, you know, at, at a substantial. Now, I'm not saying you're you're like right the pattern, but you're closer, yeah, yeah with a greater vantage point. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of being three, four hundred yards away, right. you're going to be and closer. And that yeah. really adds yeah. a whole element of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so a uh, lot of things in the works right now, which is uh, fantastic. WMMR.com, PrestonSteve.com are our social media accounts. You can check out the infos we're leading up to, but we're getting close now because it starts November 7th. Yeah, a lot of people are looking for posters to hang out at their hang up at their businesses. If you go to WMR.com slash campout, Literally everything campout is posted right there, including some videos and photos from old years. Uh, we talk about the Subaru Business Challenge. We talk about Acme and how you can go there and donate now. All these things. Excellent. All right. In the meantime, uh, I just want to make sure we got that information out nice. there. Uh, we need to settle an argument. Okay. Uh, between Nick and his girlfriend, oh. Andrea. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, keep in mind uh, two things. Uh, I am stupid, and this argument is stupid. Okay. This is an argument that was fun, uh, so there was no, like, real animosity, except that I do believe that I'm right. Okay. Uh, Can I... It was about a word. Can I prematurely side with your girlfriend because she has such a good smile? Yes. Honestly, Steve, you can probably side with her because I'm sure in the end she's right and I'm wrong. Well, let's find out. We have to fair is fair. We were talking about uh, different food items, and for whatever reason, I just I was in the mood for fried chicken. I haven't had it for a while, and I was like, you know what? You want to get the fried chicken? And um, there's a place not too far from us, and they sell on, um, they advertise it, uh, crispy fried chicken uh, in the window, right? Right. I'm like, we can get some crispy fried. And she said, yeah, okay. And I said, you know, um, you never really associate uh, crispy with anything besides chicken. And she says, there are plenty of things that are crispy. And I was like, name one. And she couldn't name anything that was crispy. Well, and all right, hang no, on. Let him finish. Uh, hang on. Let so finish. so my, my point here is that anytime you hear the word crispy, mm-hmm. you associate it with one thing and one thing only. Fried chicken. Let him continue. Let him continue. Hold on, because I certainly have a point on this. <laughs> and, and so 
I, uh, Casey, you know how that you had that argument the one time where you you were going to die on that mountain, that laundry mountain. Yeah, I was going to die on this mountain, and and yes, that Krispies only associated with one food, with food. Now, may I? Uh, I'm going to state my case here: crispy fries. Oh, I'm no. going to state two more cases: uh, rice krispies. That was mine, and Krispy Kreme. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the donuts. Are he's, crispy, he's talking though. about. They're he's not talking, crispy. I know. Crispy I fries are. That is a thing. Is um, it? Yes. Uh, oh, I don't know. I've yes. never heard In of fact, I remember, I think Burger King's foray, much um, ballyhooed foray initially into fries, was crispy fries. Okay. But what, if you hear the word crispy, and then I say name a food that's attached to Rice them. Krispies. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you what I would say. Uh, potato chips. Yeah. Are crispy? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Not crunchy. They're both. See, I think you would crispy and crunchy are the same thing. There are actually, like, if you take kettle fact, fries, kettle uh, kettle chips, go ahead. In fact, the British call them crisps. 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 Oh. Yeah. Listen, I know that and I'm they wrong. lost the Revolutionary War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won yeah. that one. Yeah. Suck it, British. Uh, British. I just, um, I guess my point was, like, if, oh. you, if you associate a word with that food, the first word food that comes to mind every time, I think, I think, would be fried chicken. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, when the, when the original, yeah. like Kentucky Fried Chicken, there was original and extra crispy. Correct, Preston? Mm. Right? Yeah. So you had your original recipe, and yeah. then their big second yeah. rollout was extra crispy. Um, yeah. So, but fried chicken is crispy. I'll definitely right. give you that. But somebody, I saw a text over here. Crispy bacon. That's what I said. My wife just bacon. Bacon. I don't even eat it. Yeah. And crispy bacon was the first thing that came to mind. Mm-hmm. And I want to defend Steve's mm-hmm. crispy fries. fries because I don't like the crispy ones. I like the smushy ones. Here's the deal. In fact, in Lord of the Rings, they mentioned yeah. crispy bacon. Crispy bacon. If it, here's the deal. And, and Nick, remember, remember, uh, uh, it was uh, Casey Frodo gets into a fight with his girlfriend. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, There's only one thing I associate crispy with. <laughs> you're, you're wrong because. If this were a uh, like a family feud category, yeah, yeah, uh, there would be several things other than yeah. Than right, he's saying the, he's saying the most be, reflexive response, one. right? Yeah, if you saying yeah. if you ring that bell, you're going to go fried chicken number one. Name a word you associated with chicken, and you'll go. I mean, associated with crispy and fried chicken, rice krispies would be first, <laughs> no, and then crispy cream would be second. <laughs> I, I think chicken would probably be. Fourth or fifth on rice the list. Rice Krispies yeah. doesn't even. It starts with a K. It doesn't so, matter. It absolutely it matters. I think, I think Rice Krispies does not. Um, it's in the does, name. I, 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 I think we're talking about what it is as opposed to what it's named. It is in fact crispy. I agree. But uh, I think if you're talking about right, yeah. so uh, uh, food texture that, informed the name. Right. I got as a question. Opposed to the other way around. Does snap? We need to make this crispy because yeah. we've named it that. <laughs> snap crackle pop. Are they on Twitter? Because I could really go for a rice crispy tweet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for making me feel better. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, there was a listener who sent me that uh, last week, and I said I was going to use that on the show, and I used it. All right. Wow. Nick, can wow. I make you feel a little bit better again? Oh, I feel fine. Wait, wait. Sure. Just well, I want... A moment of silence yeah. uh, in that. memory of humor. <laughs> disagree. We're going to disagree. I thought it was cute. Thank you. I liked it. Right. So I went to Google, what is the ultimate source, and I'm going to go backwards in the results that it gave. It gives you, like, the top ten. So crispy okay. chickpeas, crispy chicken thighs, crispy chicken burger, crispy concords, crispy tofu, crispy fried chicken, no, crispy pizza, tofu. crispy Brussels sprouts, crispy and pudding. number one is crispy chicken. <laughs> All right. yeah. okay. I think it's the number one answer on Family Feud. And listen, 
I know that I'm I'm probably wrong in all of this. Uh, uh, but people I, are, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I also thought it might just be a fun, stupid conversation on yeah. the show. Several so. people are texting you that uh, apples are crispy. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to associate crisp. that word when you think of an apple. Oh, apple crisp. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like a, an apple a, crisp? Apple crisp is a dessert. Yes, it is. It's like a fritter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly. actually very good. Mm-hmm. I would say this. A crisp. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be... I don't know why that doesn't seem to work for me, but I, I think of things that are are fried or cooked. Would you think? Would uh, Steve? Honestly, yeah. like uh, the stupid argument aside, would you? If I said the word crispy, would the first food that comes to mind for you be fried chicken? It would be in the top three. Okay. I think I would probably go to French fries. Okay, yeah, crispy fries. Uh, somebody yeah. texted in and said that hers plain chips are literally called. Taste crispy and tasty. I think is what they said. Yeah, crisp and tasty. What about a crisp pickle? Uh, yes. Ooh. Pickles are crisp. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember you were talking about them yesterday as you yes. rolled out your new pickle flavor. By the way, are they available anymore? They, uh, they restocked them. Oh, All they right. did? Yep. So you can order okay. the uh, Preston's Picks through uh, Fishtown Pickle. Great for dads and grads. Yeah. Yep. For I almost wish that this question were posed differently so... No, so that my mind didn't have chicken in it already. (laughs) That if you just said, hey, if you could, you know what I mean? All right, I can't. Can you? All right. I can't go back in time. Do me a favor. Yeah. All right, watch this pen. I'm going to move it back and forth. All right. All right, I'm watching. Forget chicken. Forget chicken. Yeah, so we should have posed this. When you hear the word crispy, what food do you think of? Yeah, that probably would have been. All right, let's do that. You've purged the uh, the, uh, uh, jury, right? Let's do that instead. I've got one more. Banana chips. Crispy M&M's. Oh, because they're no. Rice Krispies in the center. Are they yeah. that? That's the name of the brand. That's right. the name of the flavor. So like uh, the, the Crackle uh, candy bar has little crispy yep. Rice Krispies. Mm-hmm. In uh, you see, that, that to me still, uh, you, uh, I think you go more for the pure core food itself. That's hey. why I think crispy fries, uh, crispy fried chicken, uh, as opposed to a, a configuration. I'm going hey. to John. Hey, John, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, man? Hey, so uh, no one mentioned the Butterfinger, the crispy, crunchy, peanut buttery Butterfinger. They, they actually use that in the description. He's yeah. right. Um, but I still, I think... That'd be fourth on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask... Well, Nick, Some did cookies did it, are crispy. Sure they are. Mm-hmm. Did the fight end up with passionate lovemaking? Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, <laughs> ripped our clothes off and made love on the Let's kitchen floor. <laughs> Sorry about this, Mom. to God, she's not listening. <laughs> Hang on. Let me, go to, uh, let me go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Casey, did you hear? They're not making a 12-inch ruler any longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. They're not making yeah. a 12-inch ruler any longer. Uh, no, but if you go to uh, merriamwebster.com, the best dictionary there is, the definition says of crispy, appealingly crunchy, like crispy bacon. Like crispy, oh, crispy wow. bacon. Gotcha. Not chicken. All right. Good point. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate and it. Why, why Bastards do they, at Merriam-Webster. <laughs> why do they call it Krispy Kreme? There's nothing crispy There, there is a it. slight, if you get them freshly made, they they are very wafer-like. There's a slight crispness. Oh, I found them very the, soft. Interesting. Merry okay. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got a hole in it. <laughs> Excuse me for a second. I'm going to be in the bathroom with a Krispy Kreme donut. By the way, we have said crisp so much, it's almost losing its meaning. Totally crisp. Yeah. Crispy, crispy. Satiation? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Michael. Hey, Michael, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Yeah, bud. Want to know from you. You tell us. What's up? Hi, Mike. Well, 
I deliver food to elementary schools, and I'm currently standing and staring at four boxes of ever-crisp French fries. <laughs> Steve wins. Ever-crisp yeah. French fries. Yeah, crispy, crispy fries. Yes, no, there you go. I, absolutely. Uh, by the way, for the record, I did not like the Burger King crispy fries. No. Um, no. I, I, uh, and listen, uh, Burger King makes a fine sandwich. Uh, but uh, McDonald's fries, I always thought, were superior. All right, let me go to uh, Moist Rich. fries. Hey, Rich, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, so why are you calling in? I just won $1,000. Ah! In crisp $100 bills. <laughs> wow. Sweet. Awesome. Rich just won with uh, MMR's Yoo-Hoo Loot. Rich, can you do me a favor and give me your best Yoo-Hoo, please? Yoo-Hoo! Yeah! That is the sound of a winner right there. Where are you from, Rich? I am from Collegeville, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And, in fact, so, uh, that's uh, home of, what's the, the broasted chicken place right over there? You can go oh, get some oh, crispy specs. chicken. Specs. Yeah. Specs. Yeah. Uh, get some crispy yeah, chicken specs. there. Yeah. Right next to Adult World so you can get some crispy porn as well. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's, porn is crispy. <laughs> that's our crispy labia. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Rich. I've never been. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. I'm no, sure no, you know. No, no. Uh, so uh, that's good news, Richie. Happy about it, man? Thousand bucks. Absolutely. Now we can definitely hop online. Even though I didn't get the Phillies tickets uh, through the <laughs> Phillies directly, maybe we can hop on these uh, third-party websites. Nice. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Good luck. Money. That's a good investment. Good luck. All right, Rich, we are very happy. Thank you so much for listening to MMR. $1,000 for you, my friend. Congratulations. You guys rock. Thank uh, you. There you go, Rich. Winner. Yeah. You Next opportunity to win big is coming up in roughly an hour from now. So uh, we're getting set for that. Um, you know what? Uh, before we take a break, which we are going to do now because we have a guest coming up in about 15 minutes or so, uh, we want to give away some more uh, gift cards. And this is for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Marissa will be at Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub tomorrow night. Uh, they're in Pottstown, 990 East High Street. We'll take owner number seven and give you a $25 gift card. And make sure you stop by because you can score Eagles tickets, uh, custom MMR Bud Light t-shirts, and signed Eagles merchandise, all courtesy of our friends at Bud Light. Click events at WMMR.com and you can get more details. And the wings are sensational. Yes, they brought in a ton <laughs> of really good wings here. So... Um, we'll take call number seven, and don't forget that's tomorrow night, seven and nine, Marissa at Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub in Potsdam. We'll be back in a second. When we return, uh, we're going to talk to Phil Rosenthal of Somebody Feed Phil, and then Tom Felton, Draco Malfoy, will be joining us as well. Stay there. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the 4th Annual Market Street Run for Blue. This Sunday, you can run or walk this five-mile course down Market Street, starting and ending in Old City, with proceeds benefiting the Philadelphia Police Foundation and awards for top finishers in multiple age groups. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. This Sunday, 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Apples are crisp. They sure are. By the way, I discovered a new apple uh, uh, at a supermarket recently called the Sweet Tango. Sweet Tango. Which has become my favorite apple now. It almost tastes kind of like a little bit like a pear. 
Uh, and Casey and I are apple guys. Like, we, we yeah. compare our apples and, and our the, the taste. And <laughs> No, no, I mean, we... Uh, <laughs> I'm a Honeycrisp guy, though. I, yeah, you're a diehard Honeycrisper, yep. and I, I usually get Honeycrisp. Sometimes they're a little tart. Just a little smidge tart. A little slutty. And the sweet tango is... <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I'm in love with it. It's them. amazing what they're able to do now. They, it is. I remember the apples you brought in that tasted like grapes. Yeah. Those the were grapples. sensational. Or grapples, those were. Whatever called. the hell. Anyway, yeah. hey, we're sitting here talking about food. We got a food expert on. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to go. Uh, he is on to speak about a couple of things. Number one, he's got a book out. And he's got a show coming up in the Philly area, November 10th at the Keswick Theater. Please welcome Phil Rosenthal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. How are you show. guys? Hey, how you doing, Phil? Good to see you. Nice How's to life? see you. Oh, it's great, man. And by the way, I just want to make sure I hit the um, title of the book. It's called Somebody Feed Phil, uh, the, book, the Book, Untold Stories, Behind the Scenes, Photos, and Favorite Recipes, a cookbook as well. It's available now. And you uh, shot some of your current season here in Philadelphia. It dropped yesterday. It's on right now. It's the first episode of the season because it's so damn good because <laughs> Philly is so damn good. Yeah. I'm so proud of it. Uh, you know, I my wife is from Philly, so I have a nice connection. Yeah. We, uh, we're here. She's a Delco gal, right? That's right. And and uh, she's all over the episode. She's kind of my tour guide. But listen, there's so many new great things in Philly that, you know, we were both uh, kind of tourists. Yeah. It was nice. fantastic. I mean, the food scene in Philly right now, I'd put up with anywhere in the world. Yes. Wow. Yes. Agreed. And that's, it's the thing that more and more people are starting to realize uh, that there is such a phenomenal, and it, it's, it goes all the way up to the gourmet restaurants. That's right. Down to world-class food trucks. Not saying that you that's going down, but there's no, something for everyone. Yeah. It's amazing. Phil, Listen, I... there's a, there, have you guys been, I'm sure you've been to Pizzeria Badia. Mm-hmm. Marissa, Marissa is our restaurant tour here. I have to jump in here, Phil, because these, these guys don't know this, but I actually skipped the first two innings of the Phillies playoff game last night so I could watch your episode, and I took notes. Oh, <laughs> I love you. you. I love you, too. I, all I wanted was for was for beautiful girls in school <laughs> to skip sports and look at me. <laughs> Success! Uh, I love you, Phil. Success! That's great. Oh, my That's God. Awesome. Revenge of the nerd. <laughs> uh, all right, so about the pizza, uh, what were you going to say about that? Well, what I was going to say, I think she already knows it. Did you know about that room? The, the, the hoagie, hoagie room. The hoagie omakase room. Please explain. Yeah. You want to explain it? Well, sure. So, uh, it, Joe Badia is a, uh, a pizza maker. He used to have this little uh, little shop that you would have to like go and order your dough hours ahead of time. You would come back That's later. Right. And um, he opened up a restaurant uh, just called Badia a couple of years ago. And now in the back room is this secret hoagie room, and you you pay a set price, and he makes hoagies. And he actually slices the meat right there, and it's kind of like an omakase sushi where you're standing, where you're eating with the, with the chef, and they're making the sushi oh, that's for pretty right cool. there. And that tuna fish hoagie that you ate with Shola, and uh, I forget who, I guess Joe was in the room with you. It looked delicious. I actually made myself a tuna fish sandwich afterwards. It tasted nothing like yours, <laughs> but I was so inspired. That's the best tuna sandwich I ever had in my life. Wow. 
wow. the veggie hoagie, and you don't get an entire one. We're yeah. not animals. You get, you get, the room seats six people. You know that they bake the bread for the hoagie specifically for that room. You can't get that bread out in the restaurant. This is the bread, the hoagie bread. And the guy is slicing. So you start out with a piece of a veggie hoagie. Then you move on to the tuna one. And then you get the, you know, the grandmaster Italian one with all the meats and cheeses. And then unlimited pizza comes in the room. You're pretty dead by then. <laughs> that you is a to gluttonous. A freak to eat more than one slice of pizza. But then all the surf, soft serve you can eat. Oh, oh wow. Did hey. you get the butter beans? Did I? Not there, no. All right, go back. But I've had them, I think I've had them in the pizzeria. He's great. But there's so many things. There's so many. Tell the people. You watch. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can run it down. You went, you started with Reading Terminal, where you went with your wife and her friends. The best. It's a must. Preston, you have to watch this episode. Okay. Phil goes into Shola's backyard. He has this little oasis in the middle of the city, and he cooks on really high heat. He puts um, uh, octopus on the grill, doesn't even grease the grill because it's so hot. It cooks in like 30 seconds, and it doesn't even stick to the grill. Okay. And then it was the one time we've shown like cooking in real time because it was that fast. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's so many I can run down them quickly. Laser Wolf, South Philly Barbacoa, Delisandro with a mm. amazing surprise that I won't give away. <laughs> John's Roast Pork, uh, Badia, Fiorello, Angelo's, Franklin Fountain. Good Cal- Lord, how long were you in town? <laughs> yeah, That's all one day. Why? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were here. A, we were here a week. Okay. And and you know the show is less than an hour, and everybody says, "How do you eat so much?" Because you know how they make a dog food commercial. Yeah. They don't feed the dog until the commercial. <laughs> so I'm the dog. And I don't eat until the camera rolls. And I'd say a very good diet for people is have three cameras on you when you eat. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I got to assume at this point, with the success of the show, you know, and um, yeah, we, we have a, a number of the, 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 the food, uh, the, the high-profile celebrity chefs, and they, they come to the area. But I mean, um, with you, you have to. You're constantly being courted. I'm sure by different places, different uh, t- tourism boards. I'm sure you're getting hit up by everyone because you put your stamp on something. It's going to make a big difference. Uh, that's true, and it's very nice, and I I love it. All I can say is I'm out to make the place look good because my whole mission is to get you to travel. Right. I think the world would be better if we all could experience a little bit more of other people's experiences, right? Yeah. So, and I also want people in America to know the great stuff we have here, like in Philly. Yeah, Phil, I, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and I love your, your mission statement with all that. I, I really loved Anthony Bourdain's show, um, and he, yes. he traveled and saw some amazing places. Um, but what you bring to the show is a little bit different than what Anthony did, and I think that in large part, it's happiness. I mean, you take happiness everywhere you go, and, and I don't mean that as a slight to what Anthony Bourdain did. I'm just so amazed at your ability to make other people smile, to enjoy the experience as much as possible, and really just to bring people together over the thing that we all love, which is food. Aren't you nice? I, I, uh, this is how I sold the show. You ready? I said this one thing. I said, I'm exactly like Anthony Bourdain if he was afraid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get where you're coming from. He, yeah, that, he was he was adventurous, um, you know. Yes, a superhero. A superhero-like, and um, yes. I'm not so sure that, uh, you know, the, the, the vast majority of the audience would... would um, 
would follow him on some of these journeys, but you... That was me. Yeah. I yeah. thought, he's amazing. I'm never doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there were, you know, schmoes like me sitting on the couch, too. Right. And, and, and they look at me and they go, oh, if that putz can go outside, maybe I can. <laughs> uh, so, Phil, did your wife take in any uh, any of her haunts, like, off off camera uh, while you guys were here? Did she take it anywhere? Cause, yeah, like... off camera. Her haunts are her mother's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I go. All right, because she's when from she's Darby. We call uh, people from Darby, we call them Darbarians. I don't know if she's ever said that to you or not, but uh, call this her Darbarian. This is the first I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. I have a new name for her. Darbarians. <laughs> but there's Darbarian. a, a, yeah, there's a famous uh, cheesesteak shop called Leo's that's uh, right down oh. the street from where she grew up. So I wasn't sure if maybe she I took wonder, you there I'm going to ask her today if she knows it. Leo's? Uh, okay. Leo's, yeah. Hey, Phil. Man, I... But, man, I go to Dallas Andrews, I go to John's Roast Pork. You know, people it's great outside stuff. of Philly, they hear John's roast pork and they think that's what they have. They don't realize they have one of the best cheesesteaks in the world. Yeah. Hey, right? I, wanted, I wanted to ask about the uh, uh, the book, Phil. It's, uh, you Please. know, obviously you've got stories, you've got photos, as it mentions, and yes. also also recipes. Are, are yes. these uh, recipes from uh, the dishes that you've yes. seen and you've gotten them from the chefs themselves? That's what makes this maybe the best cookbook in the world because okay. it's 60 of the most requested recipes from the fans of the first four seasons of the show. So that means 60 chefs of the best chefs from the world have given us their best recipes. Wow. It's worth getting just for that. I, You know, the best part of the book, I have nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, I saw you on on Colbert uh, last week or the week before. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, it looked like it was a lot of fun. And uh, you guys cracked open a bottle of wine and uh, had some wine on, on set and had some... He brought it. Oh, he brought it. For people, yeah, I brought the sandwiches. He brought the one. I didn't know he was going to bring one. And he wanted it to be good. Isn't he sweet? And, and, uh, you know, for people who think, oh, they're not really drinking. Yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) But if you don't mind, could you share a little bit of that Johnny Carson story that you told uh, Colbert on on the show that night? Well, I, I, I wrote for President Clinton for all eight years, and I made this little comedy video for the White House Correspondence Dinner that I co-wrote with people from the White House, and then I got to go to the White House and direct the president in this comedy video. And this was a new thing. You know, presidents of the United States hadn't made intentionally comic videos ever. You know, we're used to it now with Obama doing Between Two Ferns and all this. So this was the first time, and when people saw this, it was a big deal because he was, Clinton was really good. You can see it if you want. It's called the final days. Oh, I've seen it. It's outstanding. Yes. He, uh, oh, Kev, Kevin Spacey makes an appearance. That's in right. That. He makes a little I appearance. Yes. Loved that, Phil. I had no idea you did that. Oh, oh, that's great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So, my friend calls me the next day, and he says a friend of his saw the video and would like to have lunch with you. I said, "Who's your friend?" He said, "Johnny Carson." <laughs> <laughs> now, Johnny Carson. This was the year two thousand. The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson ended. Eight years before that, nobody had seen Johnny. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, holy cow, I got to go. I got to go to lunch. And I said, can I bring someone? They said, well, that's kind of ballsy to bring somebody. And I said, but, you know, to me, it's Johnny Carson, the king of late night TV. But to my friend, a comedian, this is God. So I brought Ray Romano. Uh And they let me bring him. And we spent two hours with Johnny. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely fantastic. He was so nice. Well, you know, you, you, I, I think food has served as the background for a lot of things that happened yes. to you in your life. I believe you were you had a lunch quasi date with Ray Romano to see if you guys That's would exactly hit it off. Right. 
and that's yes. how you determine you guys would jibe well for Everybody Loves Raymond. Here's what I say. Food is the great connector, and then laughs are the cement. Yeah, I like that. That's great. Yeah, yeah right. I, yeah, I want to ask you a question about uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, because there there was an episode where the, the wooden fork and spoon in the background <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about preston yeah uh, it it um hanging on the wall hanging on yeah. the wall it had been there for you know a, a few seasons and then finally it was given a backstory and i wasn't That's sure right. if there was a backstory to that backstory we you know it was part of the original set decoration and i think the 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 show you're thinking about was called uh baggage mm-hmm. about the Ray and Deborah not being the one to move the suitcase once they came home from vacation. They kind of had this Mexican standoff. Who's going to move the suitcase? (laughs) And it just escalated, escalated, escalated. And finally, Ray was going out of town and he was so angry that Deborah hadn't moved the suitcase that he put a big hunkin' piece of blue cheese in the suitcase (laughs) so that when he left, it would stink up the house. (laughs) And I think Marie came over, the mom, and said to Deborah, when they found the cheese, oh, my goodness, you know, and she got the the fight out of her. She found out what the fight was about. And she's, let me tell you a story. You see that big fork and spoon on the in the wall in my kitchen? Mm-hmm. She said that was a, a terrible wedding present. And he said he was going to return it, and he didn't. And I, he thought I was going to return it, and I didn't. And finally, I just nailed them up there. And she says, the, she says the famous line. That's there was a forty-five years ago. She yeah. did it, right? She said, "Deborah, don't let a suitcase full of cheese be your big fork." And <laughs> I love that. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you. So while you're here, you know, and we've talked about this. We do a, a segment on the show. Preston does it, uh, the, the connoisseur, and we talk about all things food based because it is such a foodie town. Mm-hmm. And obviously, stadium food and sports venue yes. food has I now reached do a whole show about that a yeah. different yeah. level. But I do because remember. I come from LA. And I can tell you the worst stadium food in the world is the Dodger Dog. No, really? Now, I heard, I heard you say this. What yes. makes the Dodger Dog fail? Oh, it's a, if you like hot dogs, you're going to hate a Dodger Dog. <laughs> the, thing, the thing we love about hot dogs, what's the number one thing? Well, the, what's the thing you love? The beef. The, the meat. The, and, and what does it do when you bite it? Oh, it's, it's a nice little crunch. Yeah, yeah. Got a snap, casing. right? Yeah. 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 They forgot the snap. Uh, <laughs> this is a limp piece of bologna in food form. How's the roll? It, it tastes lousy. It's the, all lousy. All lousy. How do you, lousy. How do you F up like, a ballpark or a, a, a park frank? It doesn't make any it's sense. Almost an, it's almost an insult. Yeah. It's so bad that they started doing something called the Brooklyn Dodger Dog, oh. which is an all-beef grilled. Now you're talking. Okay. But the original Dodger Dog is what my people call a Shonda. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's the best you've had in the a stadium, in a, in, a, in a sports complex? Oh, I guess the new SoFi Stadium, oh. football stadium yeah. in L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I get treated nice sometimes. My agents, they have a box, like uh-huh. a, they're, they're these things called owner suites around the thing. Right. I don't. I don't do it but i was invited let me tell you this experience you drive 
Now, there's always a lot of traffic around the stadium on game day. I mean, imagine this, where the Eagles play. You drive to the stadium. The cops part <laughs> the seas for you. They tell the traffic to stop there because you've got the thing on your windshield. They, You cross traffic. They are holding it. You go down a ramp by yourself. There's a there's a, a security check where they, they literally sweep under the car with the radar thing. Wow. Dogs. And then you go. And you go under the stadium like you're a player. Uh, wow. And then there's valet. You get out of your car. You open these glass doors. And you are in a Las Vegas buffet. Wow. 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 Yes. And that's for the people who have the owner suites. And I mean everything from carved meat to sushi but like good sushi <laughs> and then when you're stuffed with everything you could possibly imagine you go to your suite what's in the suite more food <laughs> and, a and a guy there like your personal valet butler guy to get you whatever you want yeah it's amazing sometimes especially you're there for such a good reason and then to get that lavished upon you and get a I taste mean, of how they how they live it's pretty amazing you know how many times i've done that how many? Once. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely stepping up the stadiums. I was just at State Farm Arena for uh, the Eagles game last week in Phoenix, yeah. and they had a champagne yeah. bar what? that Whoa. you could go up to. It was open to everybody after halftime. Yeah. And wow. just in the Wells Fargo Center where the Sixers and the Flyers play, um, Jose Garces opened up a restaurant, and so did Mark Vetri. Yeah. So, oh, so he's the best. Isn't he great? He's the he's the greatest. And not, we don't even mention, you know, the Alex's Lemonade component. Yes. yes. You had that uh, food Liz... festival in Philly. Mm-hmm. I was there this year. It's one of the best food events in the world. Uh, Have you guys ever been to that? Not that one. I haven't. We've done Alex Lemonade stand stuff uh, before. They're, I mean, it's just a great organization and the stuff that the they best. put on the events that we've hosted. Always great. And, and uh, yes. they're, they're just wonderful people. Yep. Hey. I was on Wheel of Fortune this week, and I donated my winnings to Alex's Lemonades. Oh, oh wonderful. Great organization. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, and, and Philly I love Hey, I, I, I also wanted to ask you, since, um, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're talking about the book, but you have a show uh, coming up November 10th at the Keswick Theater. What is a Phil Rosenthal live show like? Oh, you just, uh, I go on stage and eat something and you have to watch me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, we're going to show the Philly episode. I want people to see. Oh, excellent. I want to I hear some national, uh, some city, city pride. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it'll be great to have... Uh, everyone together, especially after COVID, and watch how beautiful their own city is. I think it's great. And then I do a moderated uh, little talk and then and then Q&A with the people. And I think I think we take pictures. I'm not sure. Okay. But, but I'm there for you. I, I It's my way of saying thanks to, to the city. I really wanted to come back and show the episode to you guys. No, I love it. We, we, we love the, the, the celebration of you turning the spotlight on it because we've been proud of it for quite a while. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's great. It's the best. Hey, Phil, the I, best. I wanted to ask, besides the, the Netflix show, you also have a YouTube channel. How does that uh, differ from uh, the, the Netflix program? Uh, I guess there's little things that I do in between filming the show, things like Phil's Finds that we call it, where okay. I find things around town and, and just turn you on to them. And then there's uh, bonus scenes that couldn't fit in the in the series I put on you, the YouTube channel. So you go to philrosenthalworld.com, and it's got connections to that and everywhere we go in the show. So, like, if you see something in Philly and you go, where where is that? How do I make a reservation? It's all on the 
website, philrosenthalworld.com. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, just a reminder, the book is out. Feed Phil the book, untold stories, behind-the-scenes photos, favorites, recipes, a cookbook, and also the show. Tickets on sale November 10th at the Keswick Theater, which is just a couple of weeks away. And? Amazing. And, yes? During Camp Out for I, Hunger. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be in town they, during yeah. our Camp Out. Yes. Oh, yes. That, yeah. that, yeah. The show is taking Tell place us. during Camp Out for Hunger, yes. Oh, good for you. Excellent. That's great. All Listen, right. if you want to help, if your, your listeners want to help the show, this I, you didn't hear this from me, but apparently it matters to Netflix if people watch the show like within the week, okay. like watch all of season six, six episodes. Okay. And there's a very special episode at the end because it's a tribute to my parents. Ah, oh, all right. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. we're, we're all on board and we're definitely going to spread you. the word. So uh, it's great to talk to you, Phil. Thanks so much. Good luck with everything. Love we'll being talk with to you soon. guys. Excellent. Thank you. Phil Rosenthal. Yeah. Somebody feed Phil. Um, so yeah, I got, I'm going to watch out right away. He told a story, um, the Philly episode. I was watching an interview with him, Preston, and he talked about, you know, those, those, uh, thousand year eggs, supposedly the, uh, yeah. so obviously they're not in the ground for a thousand right. years, but, but, uh, so they are, they're, they're curated, they're, they're, whatever it is, they're supposed to be, um, potent, but when you eat them, you're supposed to have like a little tiny bit and he didn't realize. And they're he, fermented, right? Uh, or something like that. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's powerful. Yeah. So he thinks, okay, it's like a hard-boiled egg. It was cut in half, and he put the whole thing in his mouth and, and, and chewed on it and swallowed it. He said, and it, it nearly lifted his head off. I always wondered how those things tasted. And he, put, he ranked that at the top of the top of the worst things he's ever eaten. Oh, really? Yeah. As far as disgusting Heart, Just food disgusting, goes? yeah. Oh, who's the guy, Man versus Food? Was that, or who's was that, Adam Richard? No. No, who's the guy who would eat those just obscure, really strange, and sometimes disgusting... Adam would do that, um, yeah. Um, Adam Richmond would do stuff like that, right? Yeah, like, like really, really, like... And other- he put- yeah, really disgusting stuff. And at least to us, in some cultures, you know, that's what they love. And not only that, Steve, yeah. but he would, uh, like... If I were to eat something that I wasn't so sure about, I, you know, there would be an approach where I'd be like, I don't know. No, about, he, no, he, he just eats pop it, it in like he's like a Pez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a different show. It wasn't Adam, uh, but anyhow, yeah, I, uh, I'm not game for this. No, yeah, no. Really. Well, we tried. We, we listen. We gave. We've paid our dues with Sir Stroman and uh, Durian. Oh my God! Yeah. All right, we're a couple of minutes away from uh, Tom Felton joining us. I, I thought the whole thing was to keep going until we had Tom on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're cool with that. Yeah. All right, so uh, Casey was kind of giving me the wrap-up signal. The stink eye? We needed to take a break, but uh, I've got a couple of shard-outs I think I can do. Yeah. Because uh, we have a little bit of time, uh, and oh my gosh, yeah, this, one's, couple- this one's right on time. Oh, what? Uh, they asked for it on uh, on this very date, Wednesday, October 19th. Says, uh, this is from uh, Brian Mulholland, and he said, I wanted to give a shout-out to my amazing wife, Teresa, whose birthday is on Wednesday. Uh, and she even bought me an Anna, Annabelle Christmas ornament. Ah. Uh, she's an incredible mom to our two <gasps> kids. Our daughter is six. Our son is one. And she is the kindest and most thoughtful person I've ever met. Uh, what a greater gift I could give to her than return a nice shark. Thanks so much from Brian Mulholland. <laughs> Wait a second. Did, did they actually make uh, the, 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 the doll, uh, that uh, Annabelle, Annabelle doll? Uh, Christmas ornaments? I'd have to get one. Where's, where's the Annabelle clip? Oh, uh, well, it's on the uh, the name page here. Okay, right yeah, up here. Like that. Annabelle. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't really know. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. It says, hey, can I get a shout out for... Uh, Mo, this is from... Um, who is this from? Robin? No. Hang on a second. Batman. Yeah, no, Robin Green Day. Oh. Not Batman. <laughs> 
A shout out for my daughter, uh, Jaden Fritz. Uh, she's a junior at Gwen Mercy Academy, and every morning... Uh, during our half-hour drive, we listen to you beautiful people. Oh. And we just got fabulous news from her cardiologist that her irregular heart rate is under control with the new meds. And I wanted to tell her how strong she is and how incredibly proud I am of her for pushing through the last few years of BS. Excellent. She's my one and only. My lo- my life revolves around my bug, and no matter how low or how hard we go, she is absolutely a damn rock star. And could you give her a big yoo-hoo for me as well? So... Uh, that is for her daughter, Jaden. All right, so I'll do the Yoo-Hoo first and then the fart. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Breathe <laughs> fart. <laughs> Are you thinking Thank of uh, you. Andrew, Andrew Zimmerman? Zimmerman. Yes, that's, okay. yes, that's the one. Yeah. Right. What was the name of his show? Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern. All right, that was it. Who's Adam Richman? Is he a food guy? Yeah. He, he's, he is, he's man versus food. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. He would Same eat, thing. He would eat, like, the large amounts of stuff. Okay. Like, was like that the, his deal? To, to break those records, yeah. I believe that was uh, the story with him. But Adam... Somebody would eat, like, a chihuahua's and, ass. Andrew mm. would eat really odd, strange yes. uh, concoctions. That's and, the guy, I would, like, his face, that's who I was thinking of. And so on. So, all right, anyway. all right. Um, so thank you for clearing that up. I Revolting. Um, are we ready to go? They're running late, so okay. we uh, we got to take a break. We can't run late with them, so, All right, so uh, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll take a break, and uh, Tom Felton nice. will be joining us, Draco Malfoy from the Harry Potter series. So we'll come back in just a second. Still, Bizarre File and You Who Loot and more chances to win some freebies from our meat and eat at uh, Jack Cassidy's. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. Another flawless read by Nick McElwain. I wanted to go fast. I know. Because uh, our guest is on the line. We don't have a whole lot of time with him, so we want to get right into it. We'll uh, come back to the traffic in a, in a moment. Traffic sucks. So yeah, there you go. Fair enough, right? Uh, so he's in town tonight, actually, for uh, an appearance at the Free Library. It's a sold-out appearance, so I hope he got tickets. Uh, but we're excited to have him on, and he is, uh, of course, been part of one of the most successful uh, movie franchises in any... Any era. Yes, absolutely. Of of all cinematic history. He's got a book called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. And it's available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Pretty much anywhere you can get books. Please welcome Mr. Tom Felton to our program. Hello, hello. Thank you. That was a a hell of an intro. Uh, (laughs) Hey, dude, we're excited to have you on, Tom. uh, I'm I'm right in this this timing-wise. This is perfect because I just finished reading the series uh, I had never read it, and I just finished it last week, and I'm now finishing up the films as well. I've been each time I would read a book, I would watch a film, so I'm I'm right in the middle of all this. So we're just stoked that you have a moment to come on this well, morning. Uh, that's that's good to hear. I can assure you, I'm nicer than Draco. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we are convinced much. of that. Hey, yes. Was was this um was it hard to write your story? Was it was it difficult, and uh, or did it just flow right out of you? Yeah, not really, because the truth is, we never sort of set out to write a book. I'm just, I've been writing um, all of my life, really, sort of on scraps of paper. And uh, ah. <laughs> since during the pandemic, I just started putting these scraps of paper together, really, and realizing all these stories actually had a, um, a thread to organizing them was a bit of a bit of a pain. But actually, writing them down has been um, has been really cathartic. And uh, yeah, nice, nice to look, look back at some of these uh, old schoolhood years. What I really appreciate, Tom, is you have such such an adoration for. 
um, you know, the whole world of the Harry Potter world, the um, uh, the gratitude, it comes through clearly. Uh, we were all just blown away by the special, the, an- the anniversary special. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was so heartfelt and, and so wonderful. Um, and, you know, Robbie Coltrane just passing, you know, puts it all into uh, even, even more perspective. But the book, while it does focus in on... Um, you know your your time with Harry Potter. It also t- deals with their personal struggles and stuff that you're uh, you know very candid about. Was was that a last minute turn, or was that always part of the design of the book? Yeah, that was kind of a more of a last minute thing, actually. I think one of the first people that I shared. Um, so yeah, obviously it goes into me, uh, not just my personal life, but also my family and and some of the other projects that I did before and after. Um, after Potter, but it was uh, a few of my castmates that were very encouraging for me to put not just the um, the fluffy onset right. Potter stories, but but also to sort of put in some of the hardships that came with it, really. Um, and hopefully, it's sort of a balance balance of both to sort of give a well round, um, a more rounded um, picture of, of Tom. I, I think it can only serve that uh, that point because I mean, you know, we we all go through different things, and and. Um, you know that's that's what made the the source material of the the Harry Potter journey, um, you know, so f- fulfilling because you know again everyone has issues and everyone you know they, they deal with them in their in their different ways. I mean, you're part of something that I think if you didn't have people in your life like your friends, is just so enormous and would be so much, you know, the the popularity that the pop culture nexus that was uh, everything Harry Potter, it'd be easy for that to get away from you. Yeah, it would, and that's another reason why, uh, like I say, writing all this down was very was, was quite quite straightforward because I didn't really have much intention of anyone else ever reading it. But um, it was important. It was important for me to put in all the, um, well, yeah, the ups and downs and whatnot. Just for, not just for my my own sanity, but also to hopefully, you know, promote the idea that, like you say, we all go we all go through ups and downs and highs and lows, and it's it's uh, it's okay to talk about it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It, um... One of the first things you said to us during this interview uh, intrigued me because you said, I, I assure you, I'm, I'm nicer than Draco Malfoy. <laughs> and uh, and I think growing up in the eyes of the public can be really difficult regardless. But do you think it's harder growing up in the eyes of the public when you're viewed as a villain? <laughs> uh, there's been a couple of um, choice phrases that people have shouted at me that, that, that probably wouldn't have been shouted at me if I was one of the good guys. But, um, you know, actually, it could almost be the opposite. Cause I know some young kids, back when I had, when my hair was blonde, they were more freaked out, so they'd stay well away from me. So uh, I'm not I'm not sure if that helped, well, helped or hindered. The reviews are all indicating <laughs> that there's just tons of great um, uh, little little uh, stories in this. And I, I it, there was something that I was reading in, in one of the interviews with you, and you talked about the, in, in the in the last sequence where Draco uh, you know, crosses the bridge and goes to Voldemort, that that, that hug that you receive was yeah. totally improvisational and caught you completely off guard. Is, is that, in fact, the case? Yes, I'm still seeking therapy because of it. We must have shot that like 50 times. There's a, there's a scene right at the very end where Draco has to walk back across the courtyard um, past Voldemort to his um, to his mum and dad. And yeah, like I say, we must have done it 50 times. And on, on some reason, on the 50th take, he just put his arms out 
And uh, as I was walking closer, I thought, there's no way this man's trying to hug me, is he right now? And uh, alas, he was. Um, and they kept it in. I think there's something really, really chilling about the worst person in the world trying to show a sign of affection. It is. It's yeah. brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. Tom, I read a, a Daniel Radcliffe quote one time that said, uh, being in the Harry Potter world is like being in the mafia. Once you're in, you're in for life. Mm-hmm. But he didn't necessarily mean it in a, in a bad way. Do you think that that quote is accurate? Um, yeah, I couldn't speak for the mother. I'm not sure what he's been up to. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a hundred, a hundred percent in the sense that we don't see each other um, that often. Uh, I think the reunion that we had to be for the 20th anniversary that 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 shows how how tight the mafia is because uh, <laughs> that's the first that's the first time we'd all been put into a room together for a long, a long time, and it was just like old times. Literally, it was within two minutes we were just back to how we back to how we were, and we are also, although we're all living our own. New lives, etc. We're, we're all uh, endlessly proud of the um, the Potter uh, films and the fans that keep um, that keep the magic alive. As as well, you you, you should be. Uh, one one other thing, I just have to ask you because the you know the the the, the, the sneer that you developed uh, instantly, uh, you know, in the movies is, is movies are legendary. Uh, was that something you came up with? Did someone instruct you on that? How did you achieve that classic sneer? Yeah, I'd be lying if I said it was all me. Actually, so my grand, my grandpa, um, he chaperoned me for the first two films, um, and he he helped me um, uh, he helped me work on that. It was a mixture of looking down your nose, smiling with one side, and um, sneer, and then flaring one nostril. <laughs> Quite a while to get it right. <laughs> well, you you mastered. You nailed it. it. Yeah, yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> Hey, uh, Tom, by the way, I understand you're uh, an avid golfer, and if I can get us on somewhere juicy this afternoon, if you want to go out, you have your people just reach back out over here, okay? This is this is on the radio. I can count that as a, as a verbal promise. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. play anywhere, anytime, and it'd be an honor. But, uh, Good but, to know. Thanks very much. Yeah, obviously, you're busy tonight, so uh, and I know you got to run and your time is short, but we do appreciate uh, you checking in, and, and uh, we're excited. I'm, I'm excited to dive into this book, because now uh, that, I've, that I've read through the series and seen the movies multiple times, I want to know more yeah. about what was going on, and this is a perfect opportunity to do that. So. Yeah, there's plenty more in there. So Excellent. Enjoy. Congratulations on the book. We're, uh, we're happy you checked in this morning, Tom. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, you got thanks it. for having Tom me. Tom Felton, guys. Yeah. And it's called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. We've got to get, get somebody from, you know, the, 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 I mean, we've had second, you know, we've had some supporting cast members, but... Yeah. From that that cluster, you is know, he the highest ranking person from that fran- movie franchise we've had on that we've spoken to? Yeah. Oh, uh, we I may say... have a long time ago spoke to Emily or to uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson, but I think so. Daniel Radcliffe at any it's point? Hard to remember. I don't I ever think... remember having Daniel uh, Radcliffe on. No, <laughs> I remember one time I was offered. Uh, Rob Pattinson. Rob Pattinson in the studio. I was like, who's that clown? I'm like, no, nah, I don't want that dude. He was doing an appearance at Hot Topic. Oh, jeez. What? Yes. It was for what? the, the it movies. Was right yeah, when, right in the beginning. Um, Twilight. Twilight. Twilight came out. No kidding. Yeah, and the King yeah. of Prussia Mall. And now okay. he's a towering Batman. That's right. Man. I've uh, made some mistakes in my day. Listen, you didn't know. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'm very much enjoying uh, the whole Harry Potter thing. I'd, I'd liked it just from the movie standpoint, but I've 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 dove back into it, and it's great. It is I, again. It is masterful mm-hmm. when you think again. I have not read uh, just a little bit here and there, 
But over the course of those movies, that mm. they were able to keep the quality. Some are better than others. Some books are better than others. And any sort of thing, that's going to happen. But there is a consistency and a magical... There's In the earlier movies and books, obviously, the whimsy, then the foreboding, mm-hmm. then the growing up, then the issues that are dealt with, uh, the multitude of things. That's why Stephen King says he's basically in awe of, of Rowling's ability to juggle them so much going on. Yeah. By the way, uh, Rupert's not in town, is he? Rupert Grant? I don't think not he filming right now. currently is, um, okay. but uh, he comes back quite a bit. And yeah. uh, when he's here, he lives here. You know, yeah. he, he, like, rents a house or whatever. He's usually out on the main line. He was at uh, Nudie's Restaurant out in uh, <laughs> yeah. Philly at one point. So he's out and about. Um, I would imagine these yeah. two probably would have hooked up. If yeah. Were, if, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, come in here. They uh, <laughs> definitely were filming in the past couple of weeks because it's right in my neighborhood is that there, I see it happening. The final season. And yeah. Shamoween is this weekend. Is it this weekend? Yeah, it's early this year. Why do I have we, it? Wasn't it, wasn't it, wasn't it wasn't no one has told us. It every year. No, Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> I guess we're off the list now. Interesting. I don't think so. I still got an email about it. Yeah, I got his. Uh, I got Tom's publicist's number. Uh, he is intrigued about playing golf with you. All right. Uh, I just don't that. know. Like, so it's like it's, what the next step is. No, the problem is like there. It's like from England, so the numbers are. It's not like five 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 four 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 four. You know, it's like <laughs> four four. Seven two. Oh, it's yeah. Nine, three, eight. Country codes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm stuff like, like that. Big Ben. So there is a possibility that I just don't. I don't have the right number, but that would be cool. Yeah. If you played golf with with Draco Malfoy, I'm sure there's a member at Marion listening right now that wouldn't mind inviting Draco and myself to come and play. Hey. And you can call him Draco the entire time. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, going, I'm giving you permission to do that. In fact, you can call Preston Kenny Knight. <laughs> yeah, 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 please. Just don't call me late for supper. <laughs> All right, uh, we skipped traffic, and we need to do that now. So, Marissa, what's going on this morning? All right, on the White Horse Pike, uh, it's closed both directions at Pomona Road and Jimmy Leeds. That's until noon for an event. Um, The Jersey Turnpike is slowing southbound 73 to the Walt Women's Service Plaza, 55 northbound from Deptford to 42, 42 at Creek Road. West Norton Trooper Road has been closed due to an accident that's right around the area of Boulevard of the Generals. Uh, Blue Route southbound slow at... Baltimore Pike, north, uh, 95 northbound on Delaware Avenue, southbound from Copman to, in that area. And in Horsham Road, there's another accident in the area of Stump Road. This traffic report is brought to you by MedExpress. You think your ER bills care how much money is in your bank account? They're just paper. They can't care. But MedExpress can. They offer affordable care on all your scheduled Med, MedExpress. Open 8 to 8 every day. No appointment necessary. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. I have something to say to you guys. You have... Listen up. Here's your keyword. All right, the word for you is demand. D-E-M-A-N-D. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do that. You can text the word demand to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. And each winner gets a call from Beasley. So make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So the word demand. Enter it now. Now. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week. Well, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. You can order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a primo. So a Southeast uh, D.C. widow says that her husband was mistakenly cremated by the Stewart Funeral Home before his viewing. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Risa Washington. He looks a bit more ashy. Bolding. (laughs) 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 Said, I specifically told him that I am looking for a viewing of his body and a service, and his wish was to be cremated. They just put the glasses into the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) But actually on the earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He loved those frames. Uh, she said, they told me I asked for a memorial service. I didn't ask for a memorial service because I wanted the family to see him for the last time. Oh, man. Uh, Peter Bolding was the last surviving member of his immediate family who wanted to have a viewing so extended family from out of town could come and pay their final respects. Uh, she said, I was devastated. I if I had water. <laughs> I didn't see my loved one. I didn't see the man that I married for the last time. That's all I asked for. Uh, family said they picked out a casket. They had multiple conversations about the service. Uh, when Bolding dropped a suit off for Peter last Tuesday, she said no one from the funeral home told her that her husband had been cremated the week prior. And when the family arrived for the viewing this past Friday, they learned he had been cremated nine days earlier. Nine, nine days. days. <laughs> uh, Bolding says uh, Stuart Funeral tried to convey to her she signed up for the visitation and memorial service and not a viewing. Uh, but she says that she was clear through the whole process about what she wanted. Uh, the Stewart Funeral Home said that they are dealing directly with the family and have no comment at this time. What if we give you another body? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. We can, we can get one. Uh, Japan's oldest existing toilet, dating back hundreds of years, has been damaged after it was accidentally rammed by a car driven by an employee of an organization that preserves cultural relics. How the, well, where was it? How, why was it in a, a position to get hit by a car? Well, the 30-year-old man, year old man who works, you do? works for the Kyoto Heritage Preservation Association damaged the communal toilet located inside uh, Tofokuji Temple in Kyoto. What'd you do? After he mistakenly accelerated while the vehicle was in reverse, crashing into the building's wooden oh, door. Man. So he went through this oh, building. And he God. went backwards? Yeah. And wrecked this toilet. So yeah. I, you have the image of him putting, leap, putting his arm back. Oh, my God. Uh, I made the mistake. Uh, the man immediately called police side. <laughs> after the incident. Oh, we're looking at it. He propelled way back. Yeah, yeah. no no one uh, else was inside the Zen Buddhist temple at the time of the accident, and the driver was unhurt. Did they mention what the, how the, if the toilet would resemble what we would assume to be a toilet to look like, or was it because of its age? Was yeah, it? I'd like to see what it looked like. Right. Yeah, it's really. an antiquity. Yeah, mm. but you know what, Steve, speaking of Japanese toilets, uh, you know what they do in Japan, and I, I wish we, could, we did it here more what? often. They'll put the bathroom sink, okay, on top of the the toilet tank. So when you wash your hands, all that excess like water—that's a goes, smart move. It's a that, smart move. That, so you're, you're just using like a, like a prison. Uh, you know, you ever seen those prison toilets? Well, it's just so you're recycling yeah. water. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like it's the wa- the water that you're you know going to. Uh, the it's going to have poop in it soon, yeah. so it doesn't matter if it's clean or not. Yeah, that's I, a good idea. I thought we that's were a bill. He says. <laughs> I thought that was a dad joke. I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Did too. That's what mm-hmm. I love about that. It's like Abu too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like a Rice Krispie tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the Totsu restroom, an important cultural property. <laughs> I saw you looking at me. Yeah, I was, like, What's going on? <laughs> was built during Here the. 
<laughs> the Muromachi period, about 500 years ago, for use by trainee monks. Uh, the two-meter-tall double door and interior pillars were damaged in the incident. Uh, a photo in the newspaper showed the car inside the building surrounded by what was left of the hey, temple. Hey, that's the monks! <laughs> temple left by the wooden doors. Uh, the temple, which could accommodate up to 100 monks at a time, contains a row of about 20 toilets. And the newspaper said that the conveniences were still in use as recently as the start of the Meiji era, which went up to 1912. So there was no... Um... They weren't discreet, obviously, because we're looking at the toilet uh, con- yeah. construction. It was just simply holes, yeah. Yep. Uh, so fortunately for the hapless driver uh, who has been visiting the ancient capital on business, experts uh, said... Uh, how about the, them Yankees? The da- <laughs> 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 when you're sitting on a toilet like that, the damn yeah. should be repaired. <laughs> uh, a Georgia college student was killed instantly. Listen to this. When he was struck by the propeller of an airplane he had rented for a dinner date. Oh the freak God. accident occurred Sunday night. Officials identified the victim as uh, Sonny Alio uh, oh. of Atlanta. Georgia Southern University administrators confirmed that he was a sophomore management major. Aliu had rented a Cessna aircraft to fly himself and a young woman to Savannah for dinner. Sunday night was going to be this great romantic thing. Dear God. Upon returning, the woman got out, walked toward the back of the aircraft, and he got out and worked toward the fr- walked toward the front. And when he did, the propeller hit him in the head oh. and killed him instantly. So that is there's, horrible. There's a story, Preston. They did like a two-hour documentary on this woman. She was a model. She got out. It was in the evening. Got out. Same sort of situation. Now, it didn't kill her. But it obviously changed her life forever because it, it, it just clipped her slightly. But the props spinning, especially in the dark, are invisible. You can't, yep. you know. Yeah. It's horrible. Yep. All right, we'll do one more story and then wrap it up. This is in uh, Littlestown, Pennsylvania. Uh, a man is expected to pay fines after state game warden seized a kangaroo last month following a tip that he was trying to sell the six-month-old marsupial on Facebook. Cole M. Williams, 19 years old, plead, uh, pled guilty earlier this month to three summary counts of unlawful important importation of wildlife. Uh, a concerned citizen saw the post and contacted the State Game Commission, which began looking into the allegation. Williams allegedly denied having the six-month-old kangaroo in his possession when interviewed by game wardens, who later applied for and received a search warrant uh, for his home, and they found the animal hidden in a bedroom closet. Uh, the kangaroo was seized and taken to a facility where it will be cared for. In Pennsylvania, possessing, importing, and selling exotic wildlife species without the proper permits proper permits is illegal. It's very cute, by the way. Officials say that these laws are um, in place to protect the public as well as native wildlife species from the dangers and harm created by improper handling of these exotic species. So this guy was trying to sell... Mm. Is kangaroo. It is adorable. It's a joey, I guess. Yeah, right? still. totes adorbs. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. In the bizarre file, I have uh, more gift cards giveaway for this appearance. Marissa's doing tomorrow night. Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub in Pottstown. They're on High Street, and we'll take call number 12, and I'll give you a $25 gift card. And Jack Cassidy's Irish Pub has 15 TVs with the NFL ticket package. You can catch every single game while you're there, and Marissa will be there tomorrow night from 7 to 9, giving stuff away. So let's take that caller and set you up. We'll be back in a minute, and we'll get to the lesson question, the trash, and the music news. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, lesson question time. We are going to give away a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl. It's now been moved to November 6th, Sunday, November 6th. All the information, everything's still the same. Mm-hmm. You just had to move the date because the Phils are going to be playing uh, in the National League Championship Series. It's so cool. So uh, we had to uh, scoot things. So just a heads up on that. So the question I have for you is... Uh, FDR had uh, the pool installed at the White House, which president installed the slip and slide. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer? Uh, call us if you do. FDR had the pool installed in the White House, which president installed the slip and slide. 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by SEPTA. Day or night, SEPTA is the Philly way to go in and in, to and out of all around the city. Plan your trip at iSEPTAPhilly.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner finally responding to a classic criticism that they are famous just for being famous. Yes, said Chris, with Kim adding, that sounds about right. So there you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> 81-year-old Robert Kraft wowed a few hundred guests at a huge party by marrying his 47-year-old girlfriend, Dana Blumberg, in a surprise wedding. Kraft said it was the ultimate happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, believe it or not, Jeffrey Dahmer costumes because of the Netflix series. Well, they're proving very popular with online sales expected to be big this Halloween. Amazingly, when Dahmer costumes sell out, consumers always gravitate towards the sexy Charles Manson. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. Let's go to the phones. Let's try and give away uh, our prize for the lesson question. FDR had the pool installed in the White House, which president installed the slip and slide. And we will go to Anthony to see if we can get an answer. Anthony, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anthony, who installed the slip and slide? Woodrow Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson is exactly correct. Hang on, Anthony. Got tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl Xfinity Live, and the date is going to be on November 6th now. It's a Sunday, and... Uh, you can enjoy unlimited samples of burgers from over 60 of the area's leading restaurants and chefs and uh, live music uh, activities, all that stuff, all day long. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Proceeds benefit both the Philly Parks and Rec at-Risk Teen Initiative and the School District of Philadelphia's after-school programming. WMMR.com for more information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Dylan's RV Center. You're going to find the hottest new deals of the year on thousands of RVs from New Jersey's top dealers at the Wildwood RV Show. It's October 21st through the 23rd at the Wildwoods Convention Center. Kurt Cobain's estate has slammed the adaptation of Gus Van Zandt's. Is it? It's Van Zandt. Gus right? Van Zandt. 
They misspell it? Yeah. Bands and. <laughs> Dumbasses. Gus Van Sant, Gus Van Zandt. Gus Van Schwarzenegger. There you go. <laughs> Dramatized film, Last Days, by London's Royal Opera House, saying that the production is an unauthorized attempt to continue exploiting the fictionalized story of the late singer's final days. Uh, the estate said in a statement, Last Days has been created and written without permission. Uh, this show, just like the movie, is an unauthorized attempt to benefit from the brief meeting set up with Kurt and Gus Van Zandt. Uh, this one meeting has been exploited for profit for 30 years now, and enough is enough. Spokesperson for the Royal Opera House issued a response that said the Royal Opera's production of Last Days is adapted from Gus Van Zandt's cult film of the same name. Released in 2005, it is a fictionalized account and was produced with the permission of Gus Van Zandt and HBO. So they're going to do it. Avenge Sevenfold's NFT project, The Deathbeds Club has partnered with Iron Maiden's Legacy of the Beast video game. Uh, when asked about the video game, M. Shadow said it's important to us to continue to bring exclusive, unique opportunities to our Death Bats Club members. And hang on a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, so when Iron Maiden and Navigator Games reached out, we were stoked to work with them on a unique concept for Legacy of the Beast. Uh, he added, I love seeing our fans stoked on the chance... To have their custom Death Bat NFT being selected out of 10,000 and then brought to life in Iron Maiden's game. What a cool experience, he said. Uh, the, the jury remains out on the whole NFT thing for me. This is the first I've heard of one in a while. You were hearing about them every yeah. day like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. They're still there and they're still a thing. Yeah. But it's not. it doesn't appear to be all the rage as it once was. It's like buying a cloud. Wawa did it a few months ago, and every NFT that you bought came with, like, a T-shirt. Well, so at least you got something I'd tangible. rather get, yeah, well, yeah. You actually get something. Yeah. For what you paid for. ACDC frontman Brian Johnson has listed some of the most important records of his life. Uh, Johnson, who just published his long-awaited memoir, The Lives of Brian. I assume his powerlifting records, stuff like that. Oh, I don't know about that. But on uh, he appeared on BBC's two, BBC Two's uh, Tracks of My Years program and picked records by Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Little Richard, Roy Overson, Ike and Tina Turner, Dire Straits, and more. I have the top ten list of his. Yeah, please. Uh, Tutti Fruity from Little Richard. Some of these you would not expect Brian, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Brian Johnson to be into. Uh, Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf, Paranoid from Black Sabbath, Jumpin' Jack Flash from The Stones, Rock and Roll from Zeppelin, Jailhouse Rock from Elvis Presley. And it says here... And here you go. Rocky Mountain Way by Led Zeppelin. Now, it's either Rocky Mountain Way by Joe Walsh or it's Misty Mountain Hop by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess it's Misty Mountain Hop. That's what I'm assuming. But somebody wrote it in here, I think, in Or maybe it's the theme to Rocky. Maybe it's yeah. that. Oh. I don't know. There's a different a correction up on the screen, Preston, that says it's the Joe Walsh Rocky Mountain Way. Okay, it is. Yeah. Okay, then I, I, I thought it would have been Misty Mountain Hop. By Zeppelin, but he already did have Rock and Roll from Zeppelin in there. Okay, so Rocky Mountain Way from Joe Walsh. There you go. You're uh, better than that. Sultans of Swing from Dire Straits. Great song. In awesome. Dreams by Roy Orbison. And Nutbush City Limits from Ike and Tina Turner. Those are the top ten songs of his life. Pretty interesting. Uh, new reporting states the long wait for a new Rolling Stones album is nearly over. Last week, the band was photographed entering Leaving Manhattan's famed Electric Lady Studio in the village, presumably working on their first album of original material since 2005. An inside source told Britain's Son the new album is expected in the summer of 2023, after which the band will hit North and South America, 
along with a swing through Europe. Did the last album yield anything? I know we we played some stuff. Is there anything that got any no sort of big traction? Hits. Yeah, nothing that I know. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get some traction because it's the Stones, but I don't think there's any anything that's gonna stick around. It'd be wild if they met, if they could pull that off. They got a hit. It's hard though. Yeah. It's really hard. Uh, the unnamed insider added they've had a knock in recent years, but the show goes on, and the Stones always do. A teaser to the upcoming Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers box set live at the Fillmore, 1997. Uh, a new nearly nine-minute teaser has popped up online. Uh, the new short film, dubbed the Fillmore House Band, features clips of Petty and the band tearing through such classics as Listen to Her Heart, Running Down a Dream, Heartbreakers Beach Party, American Girl Jamming Me, and I Won't Back Down. Also included are covers of the Everly Brothers' arrangement of Little Richard's Lucille, Chuck Berry's Around and Around, J.J. Uh, Kale's Call Me the Breeze, and Them's Gloria. So it should be a pretty interesting one to check out if you are a Petty fan. And that's the last item I have in music news. As we take a break, we need a secret text word winner. So, Marissa, can you pick a number caller, please? Number seven. All right, we will take the seventh caller. <laughs> Dear God. Why? Seven corresponds to butthole. Do you remember that? No. Okay, it was a diagram. Oh. Oh, God. I'd forgotten about that. So did I. And all these parts of the human body were listed, and there was a seven over the butthole. And that that was uh, in Wikipedia, right? I think they had a seven pointing to the... Scared me. (laughs) Me too. It's Halloween. That butthole scared me. Right. Good memory, Steve. <laughs> All right, let's see if you know the answer and or if you know the secret text word. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll wrap it up and get the winner as well. Stay with us. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 10.40 a.m. And what a Wednesday it's been. Very enjoyable Wednesday. It has been. Wednesdays can be a tough day to get through for a number of reasons, but we've given away money. We've given away gift cards. We've um, we've talked to really cool people today. Sure have. And uh, just had a damn good time overall. So I hope you were here for the full experience. Um, I will do the rundown of thank yous in a little bit, but we still have more things to give away, including the secret text word prize. So I'm going to go... Caller number seven, and it's Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Hey, Presbo, DBH. <laughs> Yo, DBH, my man. <laughs> yes. You know what to say. All right, Jim, one more thing you got to say in that secret text word. What is it? The word is fun. Yes. Fun. That's correct, buddy. Hang on the line. You're going to have fun because we're going to give you tickets uh, to see comedian Steve Trevino Friday, February 10th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. Uh, we had a random texter that we are giving a prize to as well. The same thing. And it's Richard 
Ridgeway, who is from Mullica Hill, New Jersey. So he also got tickets to see Steve Trevino Friday, February, February 10th <laughs> at the Keswick Theater. So congrats to you. Now, uh, you know, I'll save this for on the way out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, we uh, have to run through a list of thank yous, and I would like to thank, in order, the guests we had on. We had Q, Brian Quinn <laughs> from Impractical Jokers. Super nice guy, a lot of fun, and uh, their tour is coming back to Philly. They're going to be playing February 3rd at the FM Pavilion. That's in Camden. Uh, tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. We also want to thank Phil Rosenthal. Hey. What a nice guy. Uh, somebody Feed Phil the Book is out, and he's going to be in town on the 10th at the Keswick Theater for his live show. And you can get uh, his book, you know, through Amazon.com and, of course, through the regular uh, ticket brokers to get uh, uh, a chance to go see him live. And then we had Tom Felton on. Hey. Draco Malfoy, uh, he is promoting his book called Beyond the Wand, the Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. That's on sale now. He's a super nice guy. I wish we had more time with him because he was a talker. So did I, yeah. Lots absolutely. of stories. And uh, he's going to be at the Philadelphia Free Library tonight. That is sold out. So hopefully you already got your tickets to go and meet Tom. But super, super nice guy. Um, Piero Bear is here. And good day. Nice to see you, man. Possible golfing uh, friend of yours. <laughs> I, it'd be nice. It's not going to happen, but you got to throw it out there. You never know. Some, Say a spell. Every now and then, somebody might take you uh, take you up on it. Yeah, I yeah, could do it. Yeah. And, and, and Kento uh, 4. I don't know. That's how I got to go to Pearl Jam with Will Forte. I had an extra ticket, and I just, asked, I just asked him if he wanted yeah. to go, and it ended up happening. And every now and then, these little things happen that are cool. I just mm-hmm. wish you would ask me. I, I know. wanted to go that night. I'm sorry. I didn't have a ticket. To the Pearl Jam show? Yeah. yeah. Nine years later, I still have regrets. <laughs> I'm sure. Regrets? I have none. <laughs> yes, if anybody would like to take me to the playoff game on Saturday, <laughs> I am just saying it out into the ether right Put now. Put it out there. <laughs> uh, well, we should do the letter of the day, I guess. Certainly. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. G as in glad, a oh. great song from Traffic. That is a great song from Traffic. Love it. Uh, we have a Pizique round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. And uh, Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard of paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at landisbc.com. So we will give that away on Friday. Just a couple more days to go till we unload that. Uh, what do you have in store for today? Well, I got Yoohoo Loot coming at noon and 3 p.m. Possibilities of a thousand bucks. We have Workforce Blocks of Pearl Jam, Incubus, and a special block of The Who. Uh, Quadrophenia was released 49 years oh ago today, God. believe it or not. My God. A masterpiece double yep. album. It's great. I saw the opening night in San Francisco. At the Cow Palace, and uh, what an amazing piece of music that was. Weren't you at the show where Keith Moon was too drunk to play? That was the show. That oh, was the show? Yeah, that was wow. the Quadrophenia show? It was opening night of the whole tour oh, for Quadrophenia. God. And uh, it was in an arena uh, somewhat similar to the Spectrum. I think it's still there called the Cow Palace. And uh, they had actually set up Quadrophonic. Everything was Quadrophonic in 74, I think this yeah. was. And they had quadraphonic speakers, and they kept failing. 
and nothing was working right for the whole evening. Uh, but I mean, it was my first time seeing the Who, and I was just like, "Oh my God!" Yeah, look yeah. At Townsend do the windmills. Look at Daltrey throw the microphone. Look at Keith pounding, and John Entwistle would stand just rock still, but yep. his fingers move five thousand miles an hour on the bass, and I was just overwhelmed as a kid watching the show. And then um, my buddy that I went with said. What happened to Keith? <laughs> and all of a sudden I looked and there's no drummer. There was so much other stuff to look at. You wouldn't always see Keith. And and he disappeared. They finished the song without him. They said, we'll be right back. And they left. And then somebody from Bill Graham Concerts came out and said, uh, who will be back in 10 minutes? Uh, Keith wow. just needed to take a little break. And then I go, well, I've never seen that. And I'd been to maybe 50 concerts at that point in my life. And then um, 10 minutes later, the lights went down, and out they come running again. They ran on stage like the British bands used to do. Yes. They ran on stage when they came on. They ran on stage when they returned. And th- this time I said, I'm not taking my eyes off of Keith. <laughs> and they played three or four or five songs, and Keith is, you know, acting all victorious and then he did a roll from the left side to the right side and just kept going. And just <laughs> like flew off the chair. And they had a guy waiting to catch oh. him. Uh, and a roadie caught him and, and pulled him off of the drum kit. And again, they finished the song. Think of it, two musicians, uh, only a bass player and a guitar player. They, they didn't have the traveling yeah. band that they have now. So uh, Pete and John and Roger on vocals finished whatever song it was. And then Townsend walks up to the microphone and he goes... I don't think he's coming back this time. Uh, and he goes, does anyone out there know how to play drums? And there were no barriers in those days between the audience and the stage. And I don't know where this kid came from. Out of the audience flew this kid. And they go, have at it. And this kid assembles Keith Moon's humongous drum kit uh, with the gong and everything. Yeah. And they play four or five more songs wow. with this kid and walk off arm in arm with him. And I go, that lucky bastard. <laughs> and I believe that gentleman has passed away, but Pete kept in town, uh, kept in touch with them all. No kidding. Crazy. Yeah. You know the promoters backstage going, you guys finish this set or you're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They, it was like, well, we got five more songs to do. Let's just get somebody to get up here and do it. Well, they thought Keith was going to make it. Then it turns out, I, I asked Pete about it later, and he, he had taken elephant tranquilizer. Oh, my God. Um, Keith would take anything that anyone gave him. That's crazy. Uh, and to play the way he played, and you know as a drummer how intense that, that yeah. is. Very um, kinetic. Yeah. Uh, it just, and then, so, just a, an amazing evening. Wow. And then, yeah. That's something else, man. That's yeah. a legend. And that would have been 49 years ago, well, <laughs> roughly? Well, the album came out 49 yeah. years oh. ago today in 73. The tour started in early 74. Okay. Wow, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> All right. It's um, on YouTube. Sorry? It, it exists on YouTube. Oh, video footage God. of that? A whole video, including the kid. It was a 19-year-old kid named Scott Halpin. Scott Halpin. Oh, right. we're looking at... Uh, yeah. Them, yeah, Keith is just hammered out of his mind. Look at this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Okie dokie. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but we got to wrap up, gang. So uh, I'm really? gonna thank. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna thank more. our sponsors. Got more memories. Preston and Steve show brought to you today. Our first Neil Young concert by Duncan. Ah, uh, Preston. Steve we run show on Duncan. Runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local favorite flavors, and by Squeezed.com. Feel great and lose weight with Squeezed. Uh, tomorrow on our program, oh, uh, Ari Shafir is going to be in the studio. Nice. Wow. Nice so, up, Trini Lopez. He's great to talk to. <laughs> and uh, before we go, I'm going to give away our last $25 gift card 
uh, for an event that you can join Marissa for or a place you can join Marissa at, uh, Jack Cassidy's in Pottstown. Uh, it will take caller number 12, and we will give you a $25 gift card. Marissa will be there tomorrow night from 7 to 9. It is for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. And uh, we'll take that caller and set you up. They've got great food, great wings, yes. and a damn good time. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Three three WMMR. Hey everybody! Go f- Go f- yourself, San Diego.